0: Welcome to another installment of the Up and Over Podcast, a podcast where a handful of degenerates discuss pro wrestling, where everything's a work and our opinions don't even matter. I, these guys, am your host, El Gordo, El, Gordo El Gordo Gringo.
1: El Gordo Gringo.
0: Hey, hey. My lovely, co- my lovely co-hosts over here. We got Big Money Mike. Woo! We got the ever-so southern gentleman, Ethan Lewis. Got Mr. Paddy Mills.
2: I'm going to say something because people are listening. What's up?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, Casey. It's fine. Go ahead. Get uh, get, get the last one in here because we're all the conversation. And then
0: we've got Big Papa Carlin. Hello. Hello. Still dad. Still dad. dad. The episode Um, new dad.
1: Pat, did we forget that we have a fucking YouTube by any chance, buddy? I
2: didn't forget but I mean, people obviously wasn't.
3: It's right. People
0: be working and shit. <laughs> go on Let's go. Let's We're airing grievances <laughs> just out <laughs> the rip. All right.
1: All right fuck it.
0: So we've got WrestleMania 19. But before yes. we go and discuss that, what happened this week in wrestling, boys? I don't <laughs>
1: want to talk about what happened this week in wrestling since Ethan isn't caught up on dynamite. However, I think the big thing that we should cover beforehand. Let's go. Saturday is AEW's Full Gear pay-per-view.
0: Um, yes, sir. Coming
1: live from Minnesota. Um, just wanted to go over this card and really not even get predictions, but more your favorite match on the card or your most anticipated match. Um, so right now the card is looking like Nyla Rose and Jamie Hayter versus Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa. Um, that got added? Yep. That's the added. Card? Um, I don't know. So it doesn't tell me if it's on <laughs> um, your – like buy in or not? not
3: Did you hear I about the other, yes. uh,
1: the other one that got added? Yes, yeah, Cody. Yes, that
3: was uh, Pack and Cody.
1: Yeah, Pack yeah. and Cody Rhodes uh, versus Malachi Black and, and Andrade El, El Idolo, with hmm. Jose the Assistant out there with him. Um <laughs> Christian Cage and Jungle Boy, uh, uh, Jurassic Express, which is Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, versus the Super Click, Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. Um, CM Paul's Punk versus. Eddie Kingston, that is a false count anywhere. CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston, which should be a false count anywhere, um, but that's going to be a doozy. Uh, Darby Allen with Sting versus MJF with Wardlow. Um, the Pillars. Yeah, the Pillars. Lucha Brothers, yeah, the, the pillars. Lucha Brothers uh, ver, which are <laughs> your champions versus FTR. That's a tag team championship match. Um, then you have the Inner Circle, um, which is Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, Sammy Guevara, Santana, and Ortiz versus Men of the Year. Um, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, and some people from American Top Team—not America's Top Team, Chris Jericho, American Top Team, um, Junior Dos Santos, Andre Arlovski, and Dan Lambert's worthless ass. Um, With Page fans in it, apparently, right? She should Hopefully. be there, Fingers crossed. And a Minneapolis street fight. Um, then you have the finals of the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament, uh, which is Brian Danielson versus The Redeemer Miro, um, Doctor Britt Baker versus Ty Conti for the AEW Women's World Championship. And then our main event assumed would be uh, <clears throat> Kenny Omega defending his AEW World Championship versus Hangman Adam Page. Cortland, we'll start with you. What is your most anticipated match on this card? I know. You
3: know what it's going to be. It's the Lucha Brothers versus FTR. Uh, I love their games. They've dealt with each other. Uh, I definitely enjoyed uh, Dax Harwoods match way back this week. I know you haven't seen it. Highly, highly recommending when you guys to go back and look at it. Also, the Eddie Kingston CM Punk. Uh, we all watched last week's. Uh, if you didn't see that, I'm sure you saw the interaction on the internet because it was everywhere. I'm super excited for this match. I, I'm even more excited that it's. it felt to me that Eddie Kingston kind of um, outdid CM Punk in their exchange uh, at least to me Um, it was kind of cool to see or feel like that CM Punk kind of got stuck like stumbled for once and you have Eddie Kingston who's just like this monster of a human being you know and that's what makes him so cool is because that's the dude that you know is insane but it's the same dude you see at the gas station every week it's the dude that changes your car it's the dude that does It's the guy that you know
2: everywhere in life. I'm gonna try to fucking fight that dude. Right. Uh,
3: I'm really excited to see uh, because, like this, this seems like true heat, you know. So uh, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what plays out in this, and hopefully, uh, seeing Punk can get humbled a little
4: bit. Because the thing is, too, just from someone who used to watch all those old IWA Mid South shows, they were on. CM Punk used to bury a lot of people on commentary, like it. It literally he got shit for it back then. Like they just a lot of people got offended because he would just. They always said he would try to put himself over on commentary, and I'm sure Eddie Kingston was in a lot of those matches. Um, so I feel like there's definitely a lot of reality to what they're they're bringing back up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Pat, what What's your most anticipated match on the card?
2: Um. Probably. Uh, probably CM Punk eddie kingston one of the reasons that Corland just said it and also just like i think this is the match that everybody wants right now for CM punk is like that shit like that heater match and this is the one that you're going to get low am excited for ty conti and Brett baker i don't think ty's going to win but i'm just happy that she's going to have a fucking title shot yeah and um obviously lucha buzz and FTR.
1: Yeah, Um, I feel like all five of us are going to say the CM Punk-Eddie Kingston match. Yeah. So let's rule that out, right? Um, (laughs) Ethan, what's your most anticipated match outside of Punk-Kingston?
4: I was going to go with Paige Omega anyway just because I knew Punk and Kingston was going to be the hot pick. Um, I mean, it's a two, three-year story coming to a head. I mean, that's what this this company has been built around the main event on Saturday. So to me... To me, it's the biggest match of the year in all of wrestling.
1: Yeah, it's the culmination of AEW as a company at this point. Yeah,
4: like to me, it almost feels like the beginning of a new era, if you could even say that. You know what I mean? It feels like this is going to be a shift for sure, you know? Mm -hmm. I agree.
1: Casey, what about you, my man?
0: Honestly, the danielson Miro match. I feel like... Awesome. Because, I mean, like, yeah, it's, like, overall, it's, like, I don't think, you know, most of the matches we can really pick, like, a bad match for the majority of them. But, like, I feel like because of what Miro's done in his time and, like, really showing people, like, what he could do and then having Danielson remind everyone, like, what the fuck he can do is, like, is the part where it's, like, oh, this is going to be a fucking, this is going to be a fight, like. (laughs)
5: Yeah.
4: Oh, yeah. yeah. They've... They've built both of them up in such a way that it's like it almost feels like it was meant for that to be the final, you know what I mean? Like it's the perfect right. pairing,
3: yeah, right. I mean, dude, who's yeah. doing uh promos better than Miro right now? Really, Eddie Kingston. I I just,
1: that's it, you know, have Kingston yeah. and Miro, right?
3: Like yeah. that's it, yeah, exactly. But I mean, so Kingston's work is, I mean, mostly that I've seen, they're like they're good vignettes, but like Miro's. Taking on these vignettes in a way that I mean, dude, when was the last time you saw something like this? It's the hardest. Well,
0: like I feel like Miro, like, saying, like
3: he can't go home to his wife. Is like the hardest shit in the world to me. Like all of it is just super cool, man. Well, uh, I'm like, really excited.
0: I feel like like Miro took his time with the WWE and he took the things that like he learned there and we're like, I'm gonna show motherfuckers like how like, you cut a promo again. Because, like, I do feel like there's, like, there's, you know, we have a lot of indie people that didn't have a lot of time and didn't really develop any of those skills. And he was like, I'm, I, if you want to learn, you fucking listen to my promo any week that I do one.
1: Yeah. On the converse, I've seen people talk about how, um, King, or Miro, rather, every week having a similar promo is kind of killing his, his push, I guess, like, his momentum. And I'm like, dude, y'all just aren't paying attention. Like, that's just what it comes down to.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, I, I And Ethan, the- go ahead. Oh no. I was just gonna say I don't think it by any means killing us momentum. I think they're great. Would I like to see him pop up and just cut a promo in the ring sometimes instead of a pre-tape? Yeah. Cause I think AW sometimes will get way too in the habit of Doing the same thing over and over with some people and feuds. And if they just sent his ass out there, even just had him squash somebody and then cut a promo after. You know what I mean? Yeah. Send fucking Colton Gunn out there or some shit. Uh,
1: Yeah, and just (laughs) butcher Butcher his ass. Um, The thing with Miro, would he have gotten a spot on this card card? without having um, the mock situation pop up, right? So um, for him to be put against Danielson, who hasn't had a – mediocre match this far. Um, I think it's really going to put Miro on the map. For me, I think the most anticipated match would probably be the Pac-Cody rhodes Malachi Black-Andrade like tag match. I think it's a great late ad, and I think it's going to be a blast of a match. Andrade's found his stride. This is something that Ethan and I talk about a lot is like Andrade found his stride. Name a better person in AEW right now in terms of match quality, aside from Danielson, than Pac. Like Pac has been... Absolutely lights out with everything he's done. Um, Malachi Black has been super fun to watch since he came in. And it's going to be interesting seeing the reception that Cody Rhodes gets on pay-per-view. Um, you could see some some fun things in this match, but um, I think this is going to be an absolute sleeper um, of a tag team. 100%. 100%.
4: percent um, i sorry. I was just going to say I like also that it's like – it's a little bit breaking the formula somewhat of how they normally book their pay-per-views. You know, it's not just insert tag team and insert tag team. You know, it's it's like you're kind of throwing a bunch of different characters that intertwine, but it you know, what I mean to me that's the draw of it. You know, obviously, right. you know, the story and all of them's there, but the fact that, you know, we haven't you know, seen these guys mix it up that much, aside from Cody and Malachi Black, but you know what I mean.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um so this it's gonna be a really interesting card there. Ethan and I have had a conversation. This could very well be we do ratings obviously every week this, you have what three four five different matches on this card that could push four plus in terms of a rating yeah. um this could be we like very well could be talking all-time best um when this pay-per-view is all said and done that's yeah. the hype that we're at oh, yeah. right now
4: yeah because it um, feels like they finally they're feeling more and more like a promotion that is like like how WWE, they over they've overdone it obviously with making their own universe where things just click and coincide and work. Sometimes AEW can feel like, oh, here's some dream matches and this one versus that. It's really like, especially with the Cody Pack and Andrade Malakim match, it's like feels like every everyone feels connected in some way and it feels more like a show and not just a bunch of matches on a
1: card you know yeah they're well, like, digging their feet into certain things well like the and story they- the storyline that
0: they've been kind of driving with all of them has been interesting but it's like that's also it's like i do kind of think that it might be like a sleeper match on the card because like who the fuck would have thought that we're gonna pair Pac and cody together yep. like Like, that dynamic alone is going to be really fucking interesting, and then, like, on top of the fact that, like, yeah, it's like you have, like, four really good performers in the ring, and then, yeah, it doesn't feel like a forced match. It doesn't feel like—it literally felt like it was like, oh, well, fuck, we kind of have to put them on the card. Like, it almost kind of felt like that, like, as of, like, Mm -hmm. everything that's happened in the last couple weeks.
1: But it's not felt forced.
0: Yeah, it's not at all. It 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 just—it made—it's like everyone kind of looked at it, and we're like, well, that makes sense. Like— why wouldn't we Dad, have that as a match? It doesn't feel like Dad they were coming like, in with a pizza.
4: <laughs> What's in that little box?
0: So Mike. Oh, Brad's. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Anyway. No. You... Simon. With that you... out
1: the way, uh, did you want to jump in? You want me to start it up for you, my friend? We oh, got
3: a few more things, just real quick. I want to touch on a few things. So Becky Lynch came forward and she had an interview with someone this week saying that uh, she does not trust Charlotte Flair um, and that uh, it is difficult to work with people that you don't like. And she says something about uh, sometimes a locker room needs a hero and I'm okay with being that hero sometimes and all this other stuff. So we touched on it last week about their uh, situation or uh, incident that happened. After all. Um so I want to touch on that. Also, speaking of Charlotte Flair, her father, Rick Flair, has announced that he is rewatching his podcast with Mark Madden. So uh, <laughs> I'm not
0: I'm um, not speaking on behalf of the rest of the podcast, but don't <laughs> fucking listen to it.
3: <sighs> yeah. Um, and then you're returning to Canada. For the first time since uh COVID, so that's uh pretty
2: much the only thing that's happening on their neck of the woods. about okay.
0: Oh, I did want to touch on this because we did talk about it last week. Uh I don't know if y'all saw on like Twitter or anything, but Hacksaw Jim duggan did, yeah, did say himself that he's doing a lot better since his surgeries yeah. that he was going into. So I
2: saw that video he posted earlier. Was mm-hmm. it today or yesterday?
0: I yesterday. think it was yesterday, yeah. but I just wanted to touch base that we that we all saw it, and you know we're yeah. all very happy that he's doing better.
1: Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, man. Yeah. team hacksaw for sure.
0: Oh.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, uh,
1: anybody else got anything for current home wrestling? Y'all ready to
3: dive in to what could be one of the greatest WrestleManias of all time?
1: Yeah, man, we'll WrestleMania die. nineteen.
3: Yes, yeah, so, <laughs> a dream. Is the tagline March 30th, 2003, at the Safeco Field in Seattle, Washington, what is now known as the T Mobile Park or T Mobile something? Uh, that in
2: 2018,
3: uh, the record breaking, uh, for this venue that still holds for this event's 54,097 fans, uh, resulting in a gate grossing on the plus side of 2.76 million dollars. It also had a 1.4 pay-per-view buy rate, and it's the first WrestleMania under the WWE name, as uh, most of the pay-per-views we've covered. Uh, The beginning of this night started with Sunday Night Heat, and the World Tag Team Championship was on the line. Lance Storm and Chief Morley, yeah, versus Bobby and Kane. And the WWE boys came out, and and uh, they they got themselves involved. They turned heel, yeah, and turned heel on them. Uh, they gave a three D to RVD, and uh, but our no, actually it was a three D to I think Storm, and then RVD goes for the cover, but it drops an elbow and drapes a limp Storm over RVD for the three count. Uh, this is pretty fun. Uh, I know that mostly no one watched this because it's, it's hard to find it. I went and found it in Daily Motion.
0: Um, Bro, they, that fucking site has saved my ass this week for posting content you have no idea i love that website
4: real quick shout out daily motion when i first started watching japanese wrestling i had a dude that used to upload all these shows on it because youtube will ban you if you upload shit yeah the daily motion man fuck yes. anyway i love that i love
5: that we got the shout out daily
4: motion get the
0: star of approval from us
4: we need to start donating to that bitch. Damn, oh, get man. all the ads off of the page, man! Come
0: on, it's terrible.
5: I
4: feel nah. like I'm getting a virus every time I enter the website, man. Uh, I feel like i say,
0: just... I just wanted to say. I don't know if it bugged uh, anyone else, but. Could we have not squeezed three more people into that arena to make it an even hundred? Because 97 just feels weird. Yeah. I don't know. We could have lied about it. I don't fucking know if, like, it's always true, their numbers, but, like, just squeeze three more in
1: there. Just make it a hundred. I don't know. There's no way that's, like, accurate numbers consistently, right? Like, you're not actually counting gate like that. I don't know. Fuck him. I don't like
0: know. Like a little. Click, Click, click. Sean sitting there.
1: Yep. Sean or Billy, whatever his name is, just fucking yeah. sitting there the whole night. You
0: yeah, Drugged up Jeff Hardy clicking
1: Jeff's that button. Up, <laughs> <laughs> drugged up Jeff. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Dripping
3: paint all over the gym
0: floor. He's, there's a wet guy that was counting the attendance. I don't even know if that number's correct. I don't know what the hell
1: happened. He's like, he's just sitting there doing the Hardy dance while I'm clicking. It's, <laughs> it's
0: this, but then just every time it's yeah, clicking. Click, click. He has two of them actually. They're just gonna add them up after the
1: fact. <laughs> we got
3: <Without you. laughs> I'm sure WrestleMania main part opens up. Show starts are an awesome package. Superstars say Mania means the world to them. Yeah. This show is cool. People have got people like Taker, the Stone Cold, Kurt Angle, uh, Chris Jericho, Booker T, etc. There's all kinds of people. Really cool intro. Uh, there's huge pro, uh, Pyro to open. Um, and Crack Attic my Red Biscuit plays.
2: We're virtual. Before you get oh, started on one Biscuit. They're, 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 in... like, <laughs> <Fucking hate predators. laughs> There's a part in, that, uh, that we problem where Pope Evan starts talking, and he's talking about, uh, I just wanted to ask a question to the pot, but he talks about him body slamming fucking Andre the Giant, and, like, how that saved his, or, you know, what know, do you guys think, like, uh, that, like, completely buried Andre the Giant? No.
0: No, so, like, even even prior to watching, like, the Andre, like, documentary, like, it was always just, like, okay, cool, like, at some point, Andre has to get, like, fucking, like, body slammed and, like, get kind of yeah. defeated, but, like, even, but then, like, even finding out, like, how rough of shape he was in at that point in time, like... It was kind of necessary, but like I'm also just fucking overhearing about him body slamming him in front in the Silver Dome. It's shut the fuck up. No one cares. Like <laughs> cooler <laughs> shit's well, happened well, since. Let's move on.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, the That's opening promo thing. fucking ruled. Um... It's one of my favorites. Yeah, it's just, fuck? I know that you don't want to talk about it, Pat, but can we take two seconds to just talk about Crack Addict by Limp Biscuit being your fucking theme song? it's great <laughs> Bucky, so I'm, I'm going to save my thought till the end because the Stone Cold Rock match is where I actually wrote something down for it but I was on the fence about it and we'll get to it It's fine.
0: I'm just going to say this now I'm going to skip a little ahead right before they perform and Tony Chimel's like you know WWE's favorite band. Favorite band. Crack I wrote at, that. Yes. They're gonna play crack. Addict yes. I just wrote. There's something about Tony Chimmel saying crack addict that just felt weird to me. Got it. Like, <laughs> their song "Crack Addict," Lamp Biscuit. I was like, <laughs> it just felt weird. Like, and like, oh, yeah, okay. I know that happens in like fucking like an hour and a half into the show, but it's just like I had to say it now because we brought it up. But yeah, crack addict. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, correct yeah, Well, we get and King. They welcome us before sending us straight to Cole and Tass. Are you guys excited about Cole and Tass back in? Oh, yeah.
2: You
0: so, uh, missing cut? It's always a clusterfuck to have Cole and Here Tass comes as a pair, bullshit. so it's fun. <laughs> yeah.
1: Just a, a quick three, three words. Uh, fuck Michael Cole.
4: Yeah. how can you say fuck yeah. michael cole when we had jerry lawler acting up like he was on this show oh no i have
1: i have a horny jerry lawler sentence written down so it's fine uh, but at the same time fuck michael cole for personal it's it's reasons it's it's it. fuck michael cole
2: you guys Me, to my be up with some on. jackie with no shirt on got his titties out and shit
4: <laughs> nashville's <laughs> fine <laughs>
0: I love it. We got Michael. We got Michael Cole with the the jacket, but he's got the fancy little vest underneath with the bow tie. Yeah. It's fucking great. Is that kid dude. Food? What is that? I this is this call. is
1: this is Michael Cole's uh, Michael Cole's Twitter on the uh, the podcast Twitter, and uh, let's block that cocksucker one good time for the one time. Uh, God, Fuck dude. Michael Cole in this household.
0: Bitches. I'm Cole. <laughs> <I'm a Sunday. laughs> I don't want to have our first shirt say "Up and Over Podcast" fuck Michael Cole, but like it feels <laughs> like it's gonna have to be. Um, I don't know if it will or... sell, but like drugged out Jeff. Just, Just
5: <we'll> Yeah. <laughs> Yo,
4: have you all heard the rumor that Michael Cole can't hear out of one of his ears or some shit? Good. That wouldn't surprise yeah, me.
5: Yeah. From no. so
4: it
3: uh apparently just named of years and years of him being on the stick. Niggas yelling in his
2: dude. Yeah, Nance <laughs> yeah, Bruce fucking Michael P. Like, I feel like Michael Gold's been yelled at a lot too. But just- oh, yeah. <laughs> Say it, Michael! Say it!
0: I mean, oh imagine God. all of the people that Michael Cole's had to be sat next to, and you know that, like, it's <laughs> while they're fucking rambling, and Vince is like, shut them the fuck up, and he's like, what am I supposed to do? And he's just getting screamed at the whole fucking time, and, like, Taz is talking about BJs and fucking MFers and shit. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> you know the motherfucker's different <laughs> one, he has to be.
1: <laughs>
4: and the other, <laughs> he's got a Crack addict playing. On repeat. <laughs>
3: Over and over and over. <laughs> it's, a, it's a WrestleMania match. It's the opener for WrestleMania 19. We get Rey Mysterio's first WrestleMania match here, and it's the opener with the Cruiserweight Champion Matt Hardy. The match goes five minutes thirty-nine seconds. And uh, Matt fact for this event is that this is Matt's fourth WrestleMania, and he wonders how they did it without him.
1: Who wonders how we ever, how WrestleMania ever happened without him? Yep. Isn't
3: that just, isn't that just something?
1: Um, oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> <I enjoy> this- <laughs> I'll just get to the main point of it. The finish is Matt goes for a Splash Mountain, but which is the, uh, the uh, uh, what
2: is it? uh Power Razor. Razor's, razor's edge, edge. Razor's Edge off the top like rope. Um, Splash Mountain, huh?
3: Yeah. Reverses it. Into, uh-huh. But uh the MFR Shannon Moore,
2: shout out to the big gods, Not a little MFer. Uh
3: put puts Matt's foot on the rope for a two count. M- Matt knocks the MFR off of the apron and he eats a six one nine, but the West Coast pop was ducked. Ray does a springboard roll through, but Matt sits on Ray using the rope for leverage. And we someone. get Matt retaining the cruiserweight championship. Are y'all surprised Ray Mysterio lost his first? WrestleMania
0: match?
2: No, no, no. Um, Especially dressed like that. I
0: mean, you don't. <laughs> hey, um, hey, hey! That daredevil fucking that daredevil ring attire is the hardest shit.
1: A few things stuck out to me. <laughs> <That> what? <laughs> now tell me right. something, bud. What you want, bud? <laughs> You want me to tell you what I got? That's the
4: hardest shit. But big show in
1: jeans is the most offensive shit. Yes, jeans (laughs) and a bit. Yes, two sides of the spectrum, baby. Yes, but Ray is
0: always kind of like Ray. Even back in WCW, had always kind of done like takes on different things, like with his ring attire, and like I, I don't remember exactly, but I think fucking Daredevil just came out, so it made kind of sense. And like, and yeah, it's really... one of my favorite ring attires. I've ever I, of all of any of his. It's one of my favorite.
4: You win this one, bud. I, I back you on that. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> this Thank was you. a fucking. <laughs> this but was a fucking. Awesome, awesome, this is awesome the mother.
0: one time he's going to agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. It's
1: this cool. was a, a super good opener. Um, I just needed to get it out before Casey does because I'm sure that motherfucker has it written down. Taz said that he was uh, informed by Shannon Moore's morons. That Hardy no that Hardy is officially off the banana juice. Just needed to share you that one with
0: you. Told, no more to, BJ. The morons you told to Taz, Hardy
1: is off of BJ's. Yeah. <sighs> had had then... thank, thank God for that, am I right? Well, um,
0: had to then clarify what BJ's yeah, were.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the one thing that popped me in this match, um, Hardy reversed a Mysterio up and over. Um, into a into a side effect, and I was like, "Oh shit, that was super good!" Um, like this match yeah, delivered every second the entire match, like the whole way. Yeah, um, yeah. it was awesome. Uh, then Taz also said, "Wind me, dine me, six one nine me," and I just have it's, never changed. It's Taz. one of my never changed.
0: It's one of my favorite <laughs> Taz isms. It's like, "Here <laughs> comes the pain." wine me, dine me, six one nine me. Like they're so fucking good.
4: <laughs> I can hear it in my head right now. Oh, so yeah. great.
1: <laughs> Was good shit. I went three stars on that match, by the way. Damn, I enjoyed Damn, the shit out of it.
0: Two and a half.
1: Two three.
0: Two, three. Yeah, I went two or three quarters.
1: Two. Well, fuck me. I guess my fault, y'all. Fucking idiot. Nobody fucking Fucking mark. You had a you had
4: a blast, buddy. Throw stars out.
1: It was <laughs> good, but I enjoyed it.
4: Enjoy oh, don't yourself.
1: you wait. You wait until we get to this handicap match, Buck. Don't worry about that one.
4: Which handicap?
1: Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Come on.
4: Your boy, Mr. Jones.
1: Oh, buddy. Oh, God. All right, real quick, real quick. After this match, you had the Miller Lite catfight girls roll up in a limo. Who knew who they were at the time? Not my worthless ass. I had to
4: Google that
5: shit, bro.
0: I'm going to get this out now. How oh, much I, yeah. did we yeah, gotta, did WWE no. have to pay them to be there because it felt like it was like any chance that they got to shove them in our face, they were like, We're gonna get our fucking dollars well,
2: worth. Apparently apparently these Miller Light halftime or these Miller Light Catfight chicks had a halftime Super Bowl commercial. They did. And that's what it had them popping and famous and shit. I remember Gosh.
0: them at this time. They had they had done the halftime commercial and then I think they did like a couple of others, but it was like because of that of course, Vince is like, we have to have these guys on, on the show, right. but it was just like the amount of, t- of camera time they got was just, it was just yeah.
1: insane. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had uh who knew who they were, horny ass, shitty facial hair, having Michael Cole knew <laughs> fuck Michael Cole. That's real. <sighs> yeah. Never Me change.
3: <laughs> And uh, we see Nathan Jones down in the locker room, and it seems like he's jumped by A <laughs> Train, Big Show, and who the hell else could it be? The big guy, Nunzio.
2: My boy. A uh, BI. Z-
0: they it,
1: they recap water. Nathan Jones getting his shit rocked in the shower by A Train and Big Show. <laughs> it <laughs> isn't what you think.
4: <laughs> I just love the fact that I got to see Nathan Jones laying in a shower. Oh. Just God. think on that for a minute. This was those atrocious.
5: Are the things, those are the things
4: that only we
2: can see watching this show. <laughs> He's like laying with the chair perfectly placed
0: on his back. I know. Just, good. just awful.
3: Good shit. Good shit. Well, uh, we get, uh, what, what was it called? Uh, the greatest. Uh,
1: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the WWE's favorite band in the whole world, Limp Biscuit. I popped each shit. Um, Fred Durst casually flipping fans off as he walks down the ramp was good shit. I enjoyed yes.
3: it. Yeah. Uh, they perform Roland for Taker, even though, I think we touched on, Casey touched on this before. Uh, this is not Taker's theme song currently. But At this time, They're no. here, so like, fuck it. Um, Let's make
2: them do it anyways. And uh, tried so hard to look like a badass there in that fucking (laughs) intro. He tried so hard
0: to just, I will say, the keep rolling, rolling, rolling pyro is still some of the hardest shit ever. But like to get to that point, it is just painful because like 90% of the song has to be edited. There was the fucking girl dancers there, there was the two.
2: My boy Aaron
0: Carter there. Yeah, I was like, why are there two random white kids like half-ass doing the robot <laughs> and shit? And the... I was so I I always forget about it until I rewatch this. And I'm like, why is this happening again?
1: My I also forgotten oh. that this is
0: like the one album at the time that Wes Borland had left Limp Bizkit at the time. So it's like what? he's. Yeah, he had left, and they had two other guitarists on at the time. So I was just like, <laughs> "We don't get Wes Borland looking all fucking freaky." Like
4: the only thing this <sighs> was missing was a drugged out Jeff Hardy.
0: <laughs> drugged out Jeff! <laughs> we got the we got the
1: own How the fuck is Undertaker on a motorcycle, and still his entrance is the longest shit in the world? How's it happen?
0: I think his entrance is longer than the match. It's shocking.
2: It's ridiculous. It is fucking ridiculous. I forgot that there was more than one verse to the song.
0: Rolling. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Mike, okay.
3: Like I'm sure you have more notes about this than I do. Why don't you go ahead about you and your favorite wrestler, Nathan Jones?
1: All right. <sighs> I'm gonna read them as I have them, you fucks. I'm gonna leave the
4: room if this gets too far.
1: Honestly, I remember being a nine-year-old and failing to care about oh. this match at all. At all. Right? At all. Oh, at a nine-year-old. <laughs> Nearly two decades later, and it's still very meh. Um, the thing that made like pop me the most in this match was A-Train screaming at Big Show to kick his ass. Good yes. shit. <laughs> Love it. Loved it. Um <laughs> Taker got almost all of his shit in rather quickly, uh, but most of the match was spent putting the heel tandem over on Big Evil. Um, The crowd was pretty hot for Undertaker's comeback. Big Show slams Taker, and here comes Big Nathan Jones! He hits a fucking spinning heel kick, and I guess murders Big Show on the ramp, then hits a big boot on A-Train, setting up Undertaker Tombstone Piledriver for the... I probably went... I probably went higher on this than y'all did. Oh give it God! To but I'm gonna you start with. me. I'm gonna start with Ethan. No, you,
2: no. <laughs> you give it to me right now. I have, you
1: have it, <laughs> motherfucker!
4: You took the floor. You finished mopping it. Give it to me.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I have never heard of that phrase before, but I fucking love it. I went. Bring it. One and three quarters. Oh, bro! Yeah. Come on, dude. It ain't that bad. I went one and three What? It was, it was everywhere. There was no the structure, guy. you fuck. For me, the biggest moment was, firstly, the spinning heel kick, which murders a giant. Okay. Secondly, okay. A-Train just saying, kick is out That's the shit that stuck out to me.
0: We, we are going to gonna, we are gonna talk about that spinning heel kick where it takes him 75 minutes to set up to do it. He's got to plant his feet and then,
1: like, shuffle a little more forward and then do it. Lifts up his track pants. He's, like, grabbing yeah. them to keep them oh, up. Yeah. They're we definitely gotta, a size too large.
0: We've got to lift up the Adidas track pants. you got to make sure those oh, don't get dirty. Lord.
1: So um, now we move yeah. from me. <laughs> Ethan, what you have this rated, bud? I said two stars. Oh wow! See, we're in the same ballpark. We're so, in the same boat. I, I just, just want like you—no, is... no, 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 no! I want you to know you got finessed for weeks, for weeks, all of you, all of you. I finessed you. I said that Nathan Jones was my favorite, and I went less than you.
0: It was me all along. It was me,
1: Austin. It was me all along, Austin.
0: We've gotten to the point to where Mike has just lost his fucking mind. Now tell me this. Ah. Just go ahead, y'all. No, go ahead, bud. Not enough.
1: What was your question, please? You you no, decided please. to mop the floor and I finished mopping it or whatever the fuck you said,
4: buddy. You took the whole damn
1: floor. Just fucking, I hate this. There ain't, there ain't nothing <laughs> left for me
5: to mop up, <laughs> bro. Ooh, Fucking Christ. You
1: stood there in the same spot. Uh, Move along. Just Mopping it, uh, Casey. What, Casey, where'd you go on this? This
0: this got two stars.
1: Okay, well, I uh,
0: honestly, I will say there is something very funny to me about you Cold have, lift. you've got Limp Biscuit, you've got Pyro, and then as soon as that's done, you got the fucking Big Show's theme song. It is the most <laughs> anticlimactic <laughs> shift. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You got, you've got Limp Biscuit, He's coming down to the ring. Ah. Uh.
5: <laughs> <My
1: face>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. Cortland, what'd you <laughs> go on this? I feel like you went one and a quarter on it. Who
2: got he, he put dudes, didn't he?
1: What is it? One
2: one and a quarter,
1: yeah. yeah okay. See, one I knew it. the way that Cortland reacted when you said it wasn't that bad, Ethan, was like, You're a fucking idiot. This sucked. Like I saw it on his face. However, Cortland, it's important that we keep this trend up. Would you prefer to watch this match? Or Don Marie Tory Wilson? No. This. Here's this.
4: Would you prefer to watch this match or Scott Steiner and oh, Triple H? Oh, yeah. Scott Steiner and Triple H or this Scott one? And Triple H. You don't uh, mean that we- shit. Log
1: off of Discord. Get off oh, of this yeah. motherfucker.
3: Get out of <laughs> here. No. Because I'd much rather watch something that looks potentially good on paper rather than look at something that when I look at and I'm <laughs> okay. like –
0: no. He would rather watch something that on paper should have been okay, but ended up being a hilarious dumpster fire versus something that literally was shit from start you to finish. From the, doom <laughs> from the start. <laughs> yeah. This is
3: the Undertaker at Wrestlemania Sounds in good. a handicap match. Sounds Do you
0: good. love the fact that they kind of hinted at like, maybe this is the time that Undertaker's gonna lose his uh, his undefeated streak. It's like, no. Uh, Hold on, I'm just a, curious. Just never
1: was a, a thought in anyone's mind. <laughs> a casual str- uh a casual streak rankings match. So this fell Dude, it's rated high. Oh my god. When? Um This is rated as out of 27, it's the 15th best. So it's still in the second half, but I mean, there's some some on here that Wait, are shit or 15
0: like, best what?
1: Undertaker streak matches. Get the fuck I, I feel like out if, of it has here. to fall in like the worst, right? It has to I, be like so hard on this match, bro. Like, this I, 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 no, 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 no,
2: no, no, no. no was, so how can hard. it be?
1: How can it be yeah. one of the worst? All right, look. Here's yeah. the deal. I
4: don't want to watch Big Show. I don't want to watch Albert. I get it, but I mean, this story's so simple. They're trying to get Nathan Jones to have his big run in spot. I've seen way more boring matches. Like Triple H just got stolen. I
0: something. forgot. Why does the ref raise Nathan Jones' hand at the end? He was not yeah. in this match. I'm like, you did nothing. He <laughs> rose from the, shower, the dead boy. in the shower. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> exactly it. The shower. So you like, you had to firmly plant your face on a shower floor. You might get something from it.
4: <laughs> He picked himself up, wiped himself off, and came down there and he, pulled his track panties up and did a little kick.
0: He woke up when Jeff Hardy took a shower and got all wet. And they didn't know, he was like, where am I? <laughs> just Jeff in the background, just fucking
3: Let's not
0: take on, please.
3: And conditioner. <laughs> oh, Jesus, well. Enough uh, about this. Take her, uh, stands in the middle of the ring with the American flag that he rode in on his motorcycle. Good feel moment, the crowd's really excited, go America. <clears throat> like, uh, you know. Oh. All that good stuff. Uh, Next up, we get a run in between.
2: Happy Deep, Veterans Day, by the way.
3: Mill- yeah, happy Happy Veterans Day. Um, Miller like campfire girls and Daisy <laughs> Keebler and Tori
1: and, casually talking uh, about Playboy and testicles. Just throw that up. Yeah.
2: there. testicles.
3: Hey, you're great at marketing.
1: Yeah, and then immediately, and immediately it,
3: it, it, afterwards,
1: oh, immediately afterwards, that. it it cut to a horny Jerry Lawler. That's the horny yeah, Jerry oh, Lawler God, sentence God. that I had.
2: So, uh, next up, this is a great match in my opinion. However, wait, 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 wait. We didn't even. Yo, JR says <laughs> that's a lot of pups in the dog town.
1: I just have There's... to. <laughs> I have one Whoa. thing about JR, and it's similar, right? But we'll get to it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <God>. Um... <laughs> There's a lot. It's a lot to unpack in there. Jim Ross. Jim... Oh, fuck. <laughs> We got a
3: lot of quotes from commentary, dude. Jesus God. Christ,
1: dude.
3: <laughs> it's, it's bad, dude. rough tonight, it's dude. It's bad, dude.
1: Yeah. Go ahead, Court. Let's move on to the next one because I'm sick of this shit. Oh, already. I got some
0: for this next one. Don't worry. <laughs>
1: All
3: right. Well, this is a great match, in my opinion. However, uh, Keaton <clears> kind of <throat> with commentary, as per usual. Women's Championship match. Victoria is your reigning champion versus Trish Travis and Jazz. I want to go ahead and put on record that Jazz has one of the hardest... Entrance songs, ever. That shit hit. Just terrified, dude. There's no way I'm fighting that woman. I
0: like, have one note for this entire episode, or for this entire match, and it's during that entrance. And I could not enjoy that because I shit you not, Jr. Jazz has a young Mike Tyson attitude. The king. Name, what is- Mike Tyson look alike. Or like a Mike Tyson look, in fact, and then it Jr goes it. Jr goes back and says, "I wouldn't allude to the fact that she sounds like James Earl Jones either."
2: Bro, I died
0: while she's I... walking down the aisle to the ring. She has a Mike Tyson mentality. She kind of looks like Mike Tyson. She sounds like James Earl Jones. Oh, Don't know what the fuck else you would. If you've never watched a wrestling match before and you see that, you're like, what the fuck happened to Jazz? You're like, Why are they so mean to her? And that two of those quotes are from JR nonetheless. Hmm.
3: Yeah. Dang um, no. uh, Disrespectful. We get, uh, we get Steven Richards with Victoria. And I'm a huge Victoria fan. She does one of the best moonsaults in the game. She pulled it out uh in this match as well. She does miss. However, uh, Richard gets involved a few times.
2: I don't like how down Steven Richards was to beat up women in this match. Yeah,
3: it's, he was always down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this right
2: here was this
3: <laughs> was Stevie
1: <laughs> Richards
4: unraveled, man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he was on the down slope in his life.
4: This this period of Stevie Richards, man, poor guy.
0: Should have just kept the right to censor uh, together. Yeah, great job, asshole. <laughs> a few
3: times, but uh, ultimately his uh, demise is him trying to hit <clears throat> Stratus with a chair, but he no, no the no. rope and the chair comes back and it hits him. It is an it's amazing self-inflicted chair shot. It's an amazing. It's an
0: amazing spot in that match. It is. It's good. The, it's a yeah. perfect. Just. <laughs> I love those spots. I can't lie to you. It's oh, so it's...
4: good.
3: Trish gives a to jazz. Victoria attempts a widow's peak. Patricia lands the chick kick for the three. Uh, this match goes seven minutes and 17 seconds. There's not a whole lot of bad spots in this match. I think everyone was pretty on time. Uh, I really wish that the commentary was different. I probably would have rated it higher cause I wouldn't have been focused so much on that. Uh, but I gave this match two and three quarters. I actually really enjoyed this match a lot. Um, I think that Victoria and Jazz are super underrated and uh, I'm really glad that I'm going back and watching some of these matches because they're they're fucking awesome, man. Uh, Pat, what'd you give it?
2: I gave it two and a half, but I mean honestly that's cause of fucking king. Yeah.
3: I read man. It sucks, dude. Go ahead. Anybody? Uh
0: I gave it two and a half, but I will also say that I'm almost kind of tired that over the last couple of years that Charlotte constantly does this moonsault and it's always over rotated she almost always lands on her feet no matter what Victoria's moonsault is literally one of the best men or women it's one of the best fucking moonsaults out there and yeah it is a spot where she does not land on an opponent but even that it's straight onto the belly it is just a beautiful Beautiful moonsault, like picture perfect. It's perfect, but yeah, two and a half. <clears throat> it's not a terrible match. It's it's it did its job. That fucking spot with Stevie Richards makes me pop every fucking time I watch it. It's yeah. it was yeah.
4: It, it it was an easy watch. My thing is uh, around this time, the women's matches weren't getting the most rave reviews, and for a lot of good reason. In some cases, not in these women's cases, but I mean, you put them three in there and they held it together. That's the way I look at I it. They held it together. Nothing looked bad or overly bad. They hit some good stuff. Stevie was bumping. Two and a half. Gentlemen's two and a half.
1: I went two and a quarter, um, and the only reason I did is because it felt like this was a sprint, and it shouldn't have been. Like, and it wasn't on the women. It was on the ref. Like, the ref <laughs> just felt like he was speeding them through. Like, let's get the fucking back. Like, yeah. It was a uh, fucking know, taker
0: but... entrance. It took too long. They're like, we gotta get it's... this
1: fucking going. Come on. <laughs> I ha- I had it for the the Matt Hardy Ray Mysterio match too. Like slow the fuck down. Like the oh they rushed were
4: through. Yep, they like... rushed through Hardy and Ray in this match a lot yeah. for sure. Um, so I and went something to later club. too.
1: It was great, but um, I just don't think it had enough time to breathe for me to really enjoy it nope. as much as I could have.
4: Yep, I agree.
1: Well, hell yeah. Well, uh, next up we get Coach
3: in the Rock. And The Rock says he is a sellout because he's sold out every WrestleMania he's ever been a part of. Tough. And uh, he doesn't give a damn about the people, um, as he shouldn't. Um, you know, it's it's The Rock. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. I love, I love The Rock as a heel. I think this is some of his best work. Um, I really enjoyed uh, a lot of the stuff that comes on with him later on in the night. But next up, we get a huge sleeper for this event. It goes 8 minutes 46 seconds. It's champions team angle. Shelton measurement and Charlie Haas versus Eddie Guerrero, Chavo Guerrero as well as Reno. You heard me right. They called his <laughs> ass Reno and Chris Benoit. Reno!
2: <laughs> uh,
0: I had talked to, to Carlin yesterday and the promo that got cut on me about how the fuck do you mess up Rhino had me crying it, oh god <laughs> just it's <laughs> fucking how do you mess up right now <laughs>
2: like
3: Crispin Juan and his tag team partner an entire city um <laughs> <laughs> fucking A <dude. laughs> Reno Nevada uh, well match <sighs> starts with chaos there's a lot of quick tags uh Quick, great double-team moves. Spinwell on Eddie. smash heads early, but uh, Eddie lands a beautiful standing drop kick. And uh, right after this drop kick, also, right at the drop kick, he goes for a test of strength. And as he leans in, he lands this beautiful drop kick. And I loved that spot. Uh, you just don't see it a lot. Um, and the spot I have written right after that is that Eddie goes to the top and screams, oh, delay. And Taz says, Oh, my fucking god, dude. Fuck.
0: Oh, I clipped it. I clipped crazy. it. It's on our episode. frog splash? Yeah, I wrote on this episode of dumb shit. Taz I says, said, Viva la rasa orale means frog splash. And then Michael Ko uh, goes, What? what? <laughs> what? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
4: my favorite thing is when Taz goes, I
0: don't know. Yeah, he's just like, <laughs> I don't fucking know. And it's like,
3: now, bitch why'd you say it like, you f- Look, he says it again sometime in this night where they're like uh, no, he's, he's like all oh, the catfight girls love me <laughs> and they're like where'd you find that out and he's like I don't know I just made it up
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> God damn it, dude.
3: he works benoit but Eddie lands a frog splash out of nowhere to save a three count Chavo tags Benoit in, Rhino, Gores, Haas, and Chavo, and the crowd is losing their minds for these Gores. Yeah. Uh, legal man Shelton Benjamin recovers from a frog splash and covers a broken Chavo. Great, <laughs> great timing.
2: God, it was awesome. Yeah, Gore gets hit. It was so awesome. Eddie
3: pulls Rhino out of the ring right at the perfect moment. Eddie's trying to get back in the ring to break three count. He just can't make it happen. World's greatest tag team. still. Tag team champions. Uh this is also I want to go on record that this is the first time the WE tag team championships were defended at WrestleMania <coughs> because we had a Raw and SmackDown tag title. So uh it's pretty hmm. cool that uh both so were true. defended on this night, even though one was on heat. Um I'm glad this is the one that got a little more time.
1: Yeah. Uh if I'm not much what, what did this go? Um, Eight minutes. six seconds. Jesus, it's uh, still they, not a lot of time. They really no. sped up the
0: whole first half
1: of this pay per view.
4: Oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna say this was the other match that I felt like sped on through for what they're capable of at this time. Which I get it. I mean, y'all had a lot packed on the show, but dude,
1: this was yeah, this was fucking good. Twenty
3: plus minute matches. Uh, yeah, this Netflix.
1: was fucking good though. Well, it's like you've um, got you've got.
0: Some very seasoned wrestlers in this And then you've got like Team Angle Which I think they even said like they really hadn't Even been in the In the WWE for very long right? And then like Chavo's still Kind of like newer to the whole thing But it's like everyone is- knew their role Having That many dudes in that many like spots Everything was like nothing felt Like misplaced everything was On point like
4: Everything had a purpose
0: yeah, it yeah. was just, they they did great with the fucking very short time that they had.
5: Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, um, they were thrown the wolves with some of the best uh, really fast. And real quick with that, Shelton Benjamin, Charlie Haas, Chavo, Victoria, and Ray all competed tonight. And this is their first WrestleMania, was WrestleMania yeah. 19. Gotcha. So uh, good spots for all of them. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. For sure. Um it was it's always such a treat when you got Eddie Guerrero and Crispin Wall working each other in a match. Like Eddie Guerrero, Crispin Wall working against each other is good shit. Um about midway through this, it hit me. Why did WWE ever think it was a good idea to break up Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin? Dumbest. If they didn't, if they didn't, I truly think at this point we're talking about them as one of the best, if not the best, tag team of all time. I think
0: yeah, because yeah. of their short time together, it's they're still allowed to be in a consideration, but like with the caveat of like they were only together for such a short time. But they are literally at this time my favorite fucking tag team.
4: Like I mean, they are so they good are together, so good. Didn't they get back together in like two thousand eight or seven? It wasn't the same, dude. Yeah, like they this have run. Really, was fuck. They did have a really good ladder match with the Hardys yeah in one of those years I but don't, uh, yeah I agree
0: I do want to I don't remember who Benoit does it to, but his pop up to pulling down straight into a cross face is one of the wildest fucking things I've ever seen. I think it might have been to like Chavo. I don't I think it was really. Thank uh, you, yeah. He just fucking pops that dude up, and then is like, "You're coming down straight into a crossface." And I'm like, "I have never seen him do that before. I don't think I've ever seen him do it again." Like it was one of the wildest fucking spots where I was like, "How do they even think to fit that into this
1: match?" Like we've got so much going on. what would you go on this?
3: Uh, I gave it three and three quarters. Whoa! Yeah, I really
1: that- enjoyed
2: this match. I, I think a- I would have gave it a three four. And a, three and a half.
1: Casey. I gave it three. Ethan.
0: Three.
1: I went three and a quarter. Um, again, more time to breathe. This thing could have been the best match on the Yeah. Mm-hmm. To me, it was so just three. an awesome sprint. So good. I
3: probably so would have given it four if they would have given it two more minutes. Three more minutes, without a doubt. You, yeah, know, where, you breathe, know where they you know, could have you
0: know, had that fucking time? Is the uh, next segment in this fucking goddamn pay-per-view.
1: Yeah, we get more Stacy Tory catfight girls, um, horny two thousand three shit. Yeah, horny two thousand three shit, and of course it immediately cuts to Jerry Lawler being horny.
0: This is this is where I actually wrote. I was like, how much did it cost to have these fucking catfight girls? Because Jesus Christ, because so I was like, like this yeah. is the third time, and all we've done is talk, and it's like this is just keeps there's going no to, there's no too. there's no backstage interviews with any of the wrestlers. There's nothing. We just get. This and then, yeah, we have a very erect king right afterwards. Wait, so
4: this wasn't the one where they were in the bed, or not shit, yet. Right? We're, we're not there yet. yet. So, well, we, this we, is the third interaction
1: that is a backstage promo. This, is, backstage this, this is when they start arguing about
0: like the like Hogan and Vince McMahon, McMahon.
1: And... Hogan McMahon. Yeah, it's fucking awful. We've spent too much time talking about this already, Cortland, What's the Technical. next match that you have on your uh on your docket there, bud? How's oh, he?
0: Exactly. One of the best matches on this get, fucking card.
1: Yo, man. The
3: match, in my opinion, potentially, I don't know about y'all, uh, this is my favorite WrestleMania match for Chris Jericho. goes um, 22 minutes, 23 seconds. Shawn Michaels and Chris Jericho. They have a really cool package here. Um, these two are just at the top of their game at this very moment. Um I really enjoyed this match they really dug into the damn ground as Wrestlemania 19 the movie during this match <laughs> but um Sean's interest sucks for the love of god it sucks
0: in so all pain. fairness it's not his fault
3: dude Good. I don't care it sucks
0: I know it he- does and it makes me laugh every time I watch it cause he's like visibly frustrated but like also just like who the fuck was in charge to make sure those like t-shirt cannons fucking worked Cause three of them didn't like.
2: Why? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this, bro? You're a grown man. You want to play with confetti guns? What happened to? And he and he doesn't need that, truth.
4: He doesn't. I mean, come on. But
3: fuck it. You have two sets of pyro. You need confetti guns,
1: though. All right, fine. I'll go fuck myself. His 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 pyro did look good, though.
3: Quarter of his budget on his pyro. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
1: his pyro did look fucking good though. Like the backdrop. It was a lot, of, like
3: a, was a lot pyro. of pyro. <laughs> it was good. Okay. He had pyro at the ramp and entrance. He had pyro again for the flex in the ring. Yeah. Like, and then another under, one. And then he had another set at the top of like the dome. At, oh, like, he didn't. The, I don't think he had pyro at the entrance
2: though. <laughs> I think that's why he did the confetti guns.
0: Is no, he right? had he had he had the confetti guns and it took 75 yeah. minutes because they kept breaking on him. But then he does the he does the typical pose and then he does like his like he does pyro for that and then he does like a spin and he gets another set and I was like, Dude. was that on purpose? Oh. I don't really know.
2: I love the cuts to Chris Jericho's face throughout the intro.
0: That's <laughs> yep. what made okay. I'm just gonna oh, yeah. say oh, yeah. I'm gonna say this okay. now. I'm gonna we're just gonna cut straight to this. If you know someone That has never seen a wrestling match before. But is slightly interested. Make them watch the package to this. And then make them watch this wrestling match. It is one of the. Greatest fucking matches. Of just pure storytelling. Because a little shit like that. Where you literally. They just kind of just cut back to Jericho. And he's like visibly irritated. It is. I love this fucking match.
3: I love it. Definitely. And uh, it starts with a collar and elbow, and there's a takeover, a few arm drags. Sean's gloating heavily. Uh, King makes a comment about why would you start a match with a collar and elbow? And uh, I just wanted y'all to think about that shit for a second.
0: And then JR goes, How the fuck else are you supposed to start a wrestling match? Oh, no. Did y'all I haven't
3: seen that done in so long. And it's like, bitch. No. You literally run Memphis wrestling. So, You're yeah. going to tell me you haven't seen a collar Did you
4: entire. Did you this catch month. what JR said back to him?
3: What do you want him to do?
0: Show puppies? <laughs> no.
5: I,
4: yeah. I promise you, I he wrote it down. He said something
0: ridiculous that, but it was like I remember he said something ridiculous cuz Kings just like, "What?" and it's like, "What the fuck do you mean what? You said the dumbest thing here. I'm just <laughs> It's wrestling. What do you want him to do? Show yeah. puppies? Oh my <laughs> god. Thing I have
3: written down is a... Charles Robinson's hair looks
2: awful. Weird. So me and, I, me and Cortland are watching this earlier, and I literally go like, who the hell is that referee? And he was like, Charles Robinson. I was like, what? Bad night <laughs> at
4: the office.
3: Bad night. My man was sat in, sat in that chair for way too long. Um, it was really cool walls of Jericho in the ramp walkway area. Uh, Jericho is such a great heel With the crowd fully against him uh, He's really working a repaired back That's kind of the story of this year And uh, the year Coming uh, is Sean's back, you know, it's surgically Repaired back to Shawn Michaels uh, We dealt with that for the longest uh, They did a lot of quick pin switches Reversals, beautiful lion salt For a two count uh, Jericho catches Sean from a Huracurana Attempt into a walls that is Picture perfect uh, you can't ask for much better than that. Um, Jericho tunes up the band and lands a sweet chin music on Sean. And it is one of the coolest things because he tunes it up. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's shifting so his feet. You know, <laughs> <doing> <laughs> <Jericho's win. laughs> and then he runs and he kicks him. But the coolest thing about this is that JR says he's tuning up the band and King says well,
5: at least it's not Lip Biscuit, <laughs> 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 And that made me pop big time. Oh, yeah, uh, dude. Oh,
1: poor oh my
0: bastard. God, dude!
1: It pisses oh. me off that he's funny because 90% of the time he's not. Because the rest so of this pay per view is, he
0: is because funny. Because the, rest, it's so the good. whole rest of this pay per view is fucking absolute dog shit. But he makes one funny one, and we're like, God damn it.
4: You got to give the devil his due, son of a <sighs> bitch. He stumbled. Every... Never mind. No, go ahead, bud. <laughs> no, I was going to make a terrible little uh, comment, a little catchphrase I heard back in the day.
1: We're even, a blo- right here.
4: even a block. Even a block. Even. Even a blonde squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. That's Jerry Lawler. Uh,
1: that is Jerry Lawler. That uh, is Jerry Lawler. A blind, horny squirrel finding a nut.
3: Lawrence County bullshit. Oh my
0: god. I will also uh, note, I will just note, because it made me laugh, because I never noticed it up until this match. There's a sign about five-ish rows back from, like... Like it just in the front, and it just says, You are butt,
2: but yeah, I said, You, you are butt,
0: and it, I didn't notice it until the Jericho match. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know why that made me laugh so much, but just you are butt.
1: Of course, you pop to that, you fucking mark. That's it, you're butt. Well,
3: after Jericho lands the sweet chain music for a pinfall of two and seven eights, I'd say. Jericho kicks referee Charles Robinson into the ropes after Michaels makes an advantage toward the top turnbuckle. And Jericho lands face first after Sean reverses a superplex attempt, and uh, he lands that sweet WrestleMania moment elbow drop that everyone's been waiting for. Um, Jericho ducks the sweet shin music and hooks the double leg for the walls. Crowd is losing their shit for this reversal. Uh, there's a big rope break. Jericho. Tim, sorry, Jericho's temper tantrum and walks right into a huge super kick for a long two count, and there's a back bump into a turnbuckle. HBK rolls Jericho in an awesome back roll cra- back roll cradle for the three count, and right at the end, Jericho gives the hug, the, you know, hell yeah, that was the greatest match I ever had. Big Love moment, it. crowd loves to see it, and then go to hell, Shawn Michaels, you screwed everyone, Big low blow to Sean. Everyone
2: is just in Um, awe.
3: There's not a single thing I would change about this match. I'm going to go out on a limb. Nothing. Earlier in the week when I watched it the first time, I said, that's four and a half stars. The first time I watched it. But I want to go on record. My first five-star match for Up and Over podcast is Chris Jericho. that's a hot take hey, all, all know, day. And it's not just for the match alone. It's the story that they told leading to it. Okay. It's the chair shot in the ring, the challenge from Jericho. You get the, the answer to the challenge the next week with a surprise super kick at the ramp. You get the crazy taunt of him over Jericho in this feud. Um, I think there's a lot of variables to this match that make it five stars. And I don't know about y'all, but I'm I'm glad that I picked it to be my first. And I'm gonna die on that hill. Five star match.
1: Love that. Pat since you're in the same room, what'd you go, bud? One and a half star <laughs> Eat shit. Eat shit. Uh
2: no, I, I definitely I definitely went for I went for when I watched it. I could. I, I didn't want to give my five away. I but get you. It's going to
0: five. Got for someone special.
2: Sure, Ethan, would you go, bud? You, you
3: don't have to you. give out your five. I've only. I've only given. I think three matches. My whole. <laughs> There's
1: nothing about this match yeah. I would change. We'll, we'll have Ethan wait then. Uh, Casey, would you go? So, well,
0: like, I, like I said at the beginning, we'll I be love this match. this match. I do also believe once again that this is one of you know this is a great match to show someone. I gave it four. I, I, once again, like, there's not a lot I would really change about it. I think that the pacing of it's great. Like, the Jericho tantrums throughout it are great. Like, I just think, like overall, it's a really solid match. I don't really know what the fuck I can count as a five star match in my own brain right now. But, like, four, I love it. I'm scared of what these two fucking monsters are going to say right now. But,
1: Look, Ethan? Um, I'm going to let Ethan go. Why me? Because, bud, you need to go. I'm really curious where you're at on. Because Mike's I, about I will to give say you some my honest review.
0: He's gonna say some heartful shit right now.
1: I will. I will. But go ahead, Ethan, please. Do you I want will. my rating first? Yeah, absolutely.
4: Y'all two going four made me feel better about what I went. Which is? Three and a half. Okay. That's fair. My I don't know. I'm, I know Mike wants to argue, so I almost I, want I him to go first so we but can I, rebuttal.
1: <laughs> but I am curious as to what you didn't like because I feel like we all are going to agree on the sh- did like, right?
4: Okay, so here's here's me, me, and this is of also personal taste. There wasn't anything I outwardly didn't like. Yeah. Um, but there wasn't anything that grabbed that grabbed me by the throat and said, "This," is, you know what I mean, on the edge of my seat. The match layout phenomenal. I mean, those two. Some of the best at it, Shawn Michaels especially. The build, too, it's great. I love the Jericho shit in the entrance. Um, it just. I have a hard time with Shawn Michaels. I have a hard time with Chris Jericho. I've given Shawn Michaels matches five stars. I love a lot of Shawn Michaels matches. Can y'all hear me?
5: Yeah, yeah you're good. Yeah. 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 Okay, I
4: bought my AirPods. long. <laughs> I, I just thought. Three and a half isn't bad to me. I don't have gripes about it. You get what I'm saying? You know, it's not like I'm like, this match sucked. I can't believe they did this, that, and the third. It just, to me, it was good. It was really good. But I wasn't, you know, splurging all over the place over Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your turn.
1: I went four. Um, I went four flat. A few things stuck out, and it was just a handful of things, right? The uh, Jericho hitting the flying forearm with the kip up. That crowd was going fucking apeshit.
4: Yes. Not to interrupt.
1: Sh- You're fine.
4: Sorry, I was just going to say I loved also all the Jericho stuff. Jericho did a lot of good fucking shit here, he, like the fucking he, pose, the sweet chin music. And that's what he said, right? He said shit. that he
1: wanted to be Shawn Michaels, but that oh, yeah. instead now wants to be the first Chris Jericho, but he's 100%. doing all Shawn Michaels shit. So is he really still trying to be a Chris Jericho or another Shawn yes. Michaels? Yes, yeah, so that's
4: um, just very good. Um, Sean kipped
1: up and cut him off, popped my ass. And then yeah. when Shawn Michaels was tuning up the band for his Sweet Chin music, it literally at home for me felt like the place was fucking shaking. Um, It, it just mm. felt like a big match and it was fucking awesome. Yeah. So I went four oh, flat yeah. on
4: it. Yeah, it felt like a huge match for sure.
1: Yeah, that's and why big, I understand higher ratings.
4: I just know with my personal taste, I knew I was going to be lower than most. Sure. If but it was Bret Hart, not... it would have
1: been a five star match. I get it. It's fine. No, it um... would
4: not
5: have.
1: No, it would not have.
4: I'm not some <laughs> Bret Hart mark. I do like yeah. Bret Hart, but I'm not a mark for <laughs> Bret Hart like my dad is. But, um. Oh, boy. I totally understand higher ratings. I've seen higher ones. I've seen people go lower than me. You know, it's all taste. I don't think there's nothing bad about it. Um, the only small gripe I could have is, uh, the back work that Jericho went after early on. Sean Jericho sold his leg and stuff, even when he was on offense. It's just like when Sean started all his comebacks; it was like all that stuff Jericho did to the back meant nothing. Mm -hmm. That was that's another gripe, though I have about Sean is like he can lay out he can lay out a match, throw the theatrics out there. But sometimes, if you pay close attention to little things, which I sometimes, if a match is fucking insane and grabs me, I'm not gonna pay any attention because I mean I'm the guy who loves all the fighting spirit spots and shit. But you know. And then at other times it'll stick out to me and I'm like, oh wow. So none of that so this first little chunk here meant nothing. Now we're just gonna go into super kick and boom and bam and boom and bam and oh, everyone's freaking out. But I'm not grabbed because I'm still thinking about what they were doing before and how nothing followed up on it.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, that that was a, a thing that I had I had noted when we had all talked about the three stages of hell match with Triple H is that there was a lot of of work done on his leg and on his back and then it was like as the match went on it was like why did we spend the whole first stage of that match working on those parts because sean just fucking for- ignored them the whole time and, and then it's it, like is it it's great
4: it's like and that's the thing about sean is like there's so many matches where when he that's the thing when he sells and he fucking holds to it and he keeps that thing going sean is fucking amazing I love Sean's matches with Diesel. I love Sean's matches with Vader. I love the later Taker matches. Um, But it's like sometimes, and it goes back to the whole NXT conversation and how his style went. It's just like, sometimes there's not a medium and consistency. It's just, all right, here's this first portion, theatrics, boom. And then it's just all this stuff because Sean's fucking great at doing that stuff. You know what I mean? That's why to me the highlight was, Jericho was a big highlight for me. Just the stares, the, the mockery, you know, doing all this the stealing of the spots and the, how that played into the story, like Mike said,
0: was yeah. great.
1: Yeah, and then the yeah. low blow afterwards. Oh, so good. The low blow afterwards is like the only thing that I have like distinct memory of outside of the Brock Lesnar um, shooting star from this pay-per-view. And it still is so fucking good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. That
0: crowd was fucking upset. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, like, you no, motherfucker.
1: About the low blow. Uh, you forgot about it. it?
3: Yeah. So I remembered it, but I didn't remember it being here. Like, mm. I thought that this match happened, and it led to this WrestleMania from a low blow. But watching it and immediately rating the match after the pinfall, I was like four and a half stars. It fucking amazing. And then the low blow happened, and I was like, that's a five-star match. Yeah. Just because you wrapped, it, you wrapped this match up with continuing it.
2: Yep. And that's what
3: makes it a five star to me is because you're continuing this story that I already thought was perfect to Mm -hmm. perfection. It didn't need a part two or three, but you're going to give us one because you fucking know that we want more of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Coming from the perspective you're looking at it at, I can understand why that would wrap you back around. Because it's kind of like I love when there's little touches after the match to add on. Like not to jump ahead to later, but with the Rock Austin thing, we all know. After the finish, you know, those little moments and stuff you do to just add on to say, hey, this is what we just created. You know, in this case, it's not a sentimental. It's more just like we're sticking with Jericho being fucking grimy, you know?
1: Yeah, the hug yeah, is I'm the approval of, like, him. his hero, right? The hug is the approval, mm-hmm. and then the low blow yeah. is still the fuck you, Bitterness. I need to be rebellious. That's exactly it. It's okay. so good, man. Mm-hmm. Like,
3: if you think about uh, Jeff Hardy, Undertaker ladder match uh, on Monday Rock? Night Raw. Cool last match, right? But then you get that end. You get the finish of after the match of Taker coming back, choke slamming him again, leaving again, Jeff holding himself up on the rope saying, You still haven't broke me. And he comes down and instead of rearing his arm back and hitting him, he just raises his hand up and then Jeff falls. That's what makes that match iconic. Yeah. It's the little pieces that come after, you know. Um But next up, we get Law Resist Doc's referee from the last pay per view. Uh, can't remember his name. Sylvain
1: Gronnier. Gronnier. You get it right.
3: Pronouns, pal. Um, we go into attendance announcement, and uh, we get Crack Addict again. And it's A Law live
1: Re- performance
3: by, uh, by uh,
1: <clears throat>
4: WWE's oh. favorite band.
0: Can we can we just in the note, whole world? Oh. Can we just note that the drummer for Limp Bizkit has a Neil Pert Rush level that, drum kit that, that goes, goes around him, laughable, and he plays three things on it. It's just right. snare, hi hat, kick drum. Maybe a crash, like that's all he plays. That's but it, it is the most ludicrous fucking setup behind it. Like it goes around him, and I'd forgotten yeah. about it until they cut to him. And I'm like, why is there like an entire other drum set to your fucking left? Yeah, <laughs> whoever was you, but...
1: right. Whoever was producing this, like, tell me you li- you don't listen to Limp Bizkit without telling me you don't listen to Limp Bizkit. Like that's what that is. It was like the most elaborate kit.
3: Um, biggest show of the year. not need more of a pick me up. After that, you get the Miller Lite catfight girls. Uh, they're supposed to have a pillow fight, and then I believe, if I remember correctly, Stacy Keibler comes out and says, how about we make it a triple threat? And then Coach says, I love a three-way, and then...
5: <laughs> <laughs> he fucking does.
4: He fucking I like does. how they gave Coach this segment.
2: <laughs> and then, all uh, people... Making
3: a fatal four-way match. Tori pops the um, tops out. She immediately just ripped <sighs> off her tops. And then um, <laughs> Coach is pretty the, much doing commentary. She
0: gets Cam Newton. <laughs> she she hit hit Cam Newton. Newton. <laughs> oh, my God. I, the out the I have one thing written about this. And I was like, is Please. it possible we have something, we have found something worse than Don Marie versus Tori Wilson?
1: Nope. I'll no let you all discuss. <laughs> I will let you all discuss this. The oh only God. thing, I was honestly not even going to leave a comment, <sighs> but Jim Ross Jim Ross asks King in the most like conversational way, just like, oh yeah, today's you know, a great day, Like I went out, I had lunch, hey, did you see the advance for uh, Tori Wilson's Playboy? King goes, yep, and he goes, unbelievable. That's how he said that, that's the delivery, unbelievable. I can hear him, I can hear him going unbelievable it's fucking good i paused it and Santa had to laugh from like i had to get yeah. up and get out of my room like i was like you know I can't one thing that it. i like
4: whenever they i don't know if they did it on this night but i know i've seen it done on the walls around this time when they cut to them to plug the playboy thing and jerry has it out looking at it
1: whoa oh no, no they didn't they didn't do any of that stuff
4: but dude when he does that shit like are you just up there reading playboy bro like yes ew.
3: Oh hey, Here's some <laughs> tits and asshole! <laughs> like, always comes from low. Do
0: we it's always yes, underneath the table.
1: <laughs> do we expect anything different from horny ass Jerry Lawler? Um, God, I like segment, the, the only thing I have written down is that and then a 2003 horny segment. Like that's it.
3: Well, uh, also I do remember in this spot that a uh, coach falls down
1: and, and it's Tidy whities
3: Yeah, they uh, he falls. <sighs> Well, no. First, he just gets trampled over. Oh yeah, and yeah,
1: yeah.
3: All over it. and then King says something to the effect of, "Like, I never thought I'd want to be coach."
0: <laughs> yeah, it's such a fucking god. And then yeah, they they uh, set him up to get uh, to get tripped over, and then they pull down his pants and show his tidy whities and then uh, we all just kind of hope to God that this never has to be done ever again.
2: This shit is just
3: it's real uh, and uh if if this doesn't scream 2003 the next one will it's 18 minutes 47 seconds and it's uh the racist match of wrestlemania 19. Triple h the champion versus booker t uh a solid match uh but fuck fuck this program uh i don't oh, need God. To-
2: the uh I literally people like you I don't Talking about this match.
3: I don't enjoy the commentary of it. I think King absolutely destroys it for me. Um and honestly every time I've watched this match back in my life I like get genuine rage just hearing the shit that like this motherfucker thought was acceptable to say. Like uh what's, what, one of the comments was like uh when he I went to the mall with Booker T the dude, other dude, day.
2: No, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Oh, no. and, Look, 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 I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. Look, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of racist shit that was said in this match. This shit made me laugh, though. Um, (laughs) And it's fucked up. It's probably one of the worst things he said throughout the fucking match. (laughs) And it's the worst. But I was in tears. This motherfucker King goes, I went to the mall with Booker T the other day, and he tried to buy everything with cigarettes. Yep. Nothing. he
1: made it he made a comment <laughs> about his his incarceration too Oh, Dude, yeah they he fuck he never judge a book by his
3: lawyer um, booker should have known he was he wouldn't amount to nothing when he <laughs> found out he was born on a pool, pool table
1: oh my god
0: when um, i will say when he makes that particular comment because there were so many before it uh, so JR JR with, just goes with, uh, like, "How the hell do you know that? Like how like like yeah. it was so bad you've that. I've never seen."
3: Player told him, and Jr's like, "Well, he was drunk last night, and like none of this is, is important. Good. Like, none jr important. You can well, you can actually
0: hear Jr get like audibly frustrated." Throughout yeah, this guys, entire match, because he's like, Will you shut the fuck up? Like, stop saying racist yeah, shit for two minutes.
1: Yeah. When like, King mentions the, the Booker T's time incarcerated, um JR responded telling him to get off his high horse and then he's ridden it into the goddamn ground, which is fucking yeah, good
2: shit. mm mm-hmm.
1: Like uh, I and that I, felt that felt authentic. Like, dude, shut your yeah, like yeah, shut your loud. fucking mouth. Yeah,
2: well, like in his voice, he was tired of the shit, man.
1: Yeah. Well, like
0: as on our Instagram, I had I had pulled a clip from oh. this match to show, and I'm gonna be honest, it was hard to find anything from this match that I didn't feel uncom like that didn't make me feel uncomfortable. Because like hug, the shit that was like, said like, in this match was so bad, it's like I. Like, I literally, like, the, because of the program before this and the, the shit was said in it, like, it gets a low-ass rating from yeah. me because I fucking – I could not watch it.
4: Yeah. Yeah. My thing about it is if you t- – they didn't need to go to that. Like, it's hard to take out the things that were said, but if you had this match – without all that shit, it would have been good.
0: would have been fine. Yeah, yeah. Booker was Booker
4: now. sold his ass off. Triple H bumped for him. So fucking good. If you take out these racist undertones and these comments by Jerry, that the stuff that happened in the build and the stuff that happened during the match, the feud and match could have been good. When H and Book went face-to-face face at the beginning, it felt like a big match, and then Jerry's in the corner saying some fucked-up shit. You know, so I, I hate that they let this, like, Potential, this should have been a great feud. You know, be ruined because that's the fucking, like, that's the only thing you can come up with for this. You know what I mean? Like, that's where you have to go to get fucking heat or whatever the fuck you want,
0: you know? I mean, we couldn't just pick apart fucking Triple H's lavender fucking trunks that he had on. We just... I
2: love those trunks. He's a a, a lavender trunks fan, man.
0: (laughs) They're fucking atrocious. That's sick.
3: All right. The only ones that they have in SmackDown, here comes the pain. Oh. And that's how I remembered them. I um,
1: them. In the promo package, the biggest thing that stuck out to me was that he actually pinned Triple H clean in the build to this. Um, yeah, and and it, I thought that was interesting because you don't see so that in, in, in this year. It was literally I
0: mean? like, the the go-home Raw, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it, was. it was literally Let's the go-home Raw. That It was like it was Booker right. T beat him, and then you're like, uh, are we going to get a new champion? No, fuck us. Nope.
2: You do not. We're not going to...
0: Uh, nope. <sighs>
1: yeah. And then right. Booker sold the fuck out of his knee throughout this entire match. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, was good yeah.
4: Fucking phenomenal, dog. Yeah. It made yeah. it so yeah. hard for me not to... You know what I mean? I would get caught up in the match because of how good that they were fucking doing the shit. And this just Jerry over there spouting the fuck off. But, like, with I feel this, like it's...
1: With that said, would you go on it, Ethan?
4: I'm torn on even giving it a rating, to be frank with you.
1: Really? You know
4: what I mean? Just because I feel... I don't feel right being like, oh, yeah, this was a good match, because I, you know, someone goes and watches, oh, Ethan thought this was a good match, and then they hear this shit, you know what I mean? It's just weird yeah. for me, yeah. you know? I, I'm not I'm not about it. I'm just okay. not even going to rate it, honestly.
1: Casey, would you go?
0: Because I was, like, trying. Because, like I said, it's it was hard to even watch the match, let alone, like, even care about it, because it's like, oh, fuck, I gotta listen to this shit again. I gave I it two. To deal with
1: this. I gave it okay, two. Wow.
0: Because, like, I have to give it something. I believe that those two are going to go straight to Booker and no one else. Because he had some cool-ass spots. His spot where he gets thrown completely to the outside of the ring and Flair works him for a second. Like, that was great. The The spot where he fights Ric Flair when he's on the top turnbuckle. He then fights Triple H and then he knocks Flair back down again to do that fucking crazy-ass... Uh, Drop. yeah the crazy ass front foot leg drop like it's so cool but harlem then it's, hangover baby yeah you get you get, uh, you get, harlem you get the harlem yeah. hangover like you get that nice little nod to, to who he was his pyro at the beginning is fucking just a dopest shit but like yeah. ultimately like it's like it's just hard and it's like i don't understand how anyone involved with this was like this is a great idea yeah yeah
4: it's like the in-ring work was so good like The only thing I hated outside of all the shit we've been talking about in ring, like the actual in ring work, the only gripe I had was the finish was I'm like, it also kind of to me falls along with the fuck shit they were pushing through the whole story. It's like, yeah,
0: like it's such uh,
4: a it doesn't make Booker look good at all. You know what I mean? And you're already making him look like shit anyway. Like, what did this do for him at all?
0: I'm going to be honest. Ahead, uh, yeah, I was like, I need Cortland to to cover that because I honestly forgot. I don't yeah, remember what the finish is.
2: Uh, it's fucking trash. Well,
3: uh, Triple H has a beautiful spine buster, uh, a few high knees. Uh, Booker lands one of himself. Uh, he misses a few scissor kicks, yada, yada. They, they tease a ref bump. Uh, i glad there actually wasn't one, though. It was cool to see like a little bit of a change there.
1: That was your uh, best friend Nick Patrick in that match too, bud.
3: Yeah, I have them written down. Um, <laughs> also really cool here that I hadn't seen in a long time. Uh, Triple H pulled out the Indian Deathlock. Yeah, and uh, I really love that move uh, when it's executed well. It can tell a really good story. It can slow a match down. It can tell the pace that you want it to tell. A uh, really cool spot. However, like Ethan said, this ending is trash, and it's not like. If you're not trying to bury someone already by this storyline, what better than to make them wait twenty plus seconds
2: for you to book before pin.
3: a pinfall occurs, and then you want them to continue to lay there after the mm-hmm. pinfall occurs bullshit. because the is still draped over him, still making himself an entire minute long pedigree. Yeah. This is yeah. Oh no.
4: And, and and the thing is, think about how fucking epic this match could have been if Book kicked out of that shit and fired the fuck back up and went after Hunter's ass.
3: They made him sell this pedigree for that fucking long. When you have Goldberg showing up tomorrow night on Raw and he's oh,
5: gonna
4: let he
3: three of these in three fucking months. Yep. Right. Man. Um That shit just that uh, shit irks me, man. That shit course- really, really upsets me.
1: Courtland, would you go on it?
3: Uh, if you mute this match, I give it three and a quarter. Wow.
4: See, I was gonna say in ring work, three and a half.
0: Yeah, yeah so I'm like, four. it was hard. It was hard to Booker objectively t- t- talk about this. You
3: don't see, yeah. you know, right. like I said, Indian Deathlock. When are you gonna see that move pulled out? You get high knees. Uh, you get a lot of old school style wrestling here, and Booker T is on his top, not shit, right here. Yes, yes. Dude, he's like. Right. Say, Leg better than anyone has sold all fucking night. Night.
5: And,
3: yep. Dude, and it's and also to think about the leg. I remember the spot mm. with Ric Flair outside that he drops him on the. He drops him on, the
2: snap, on his neck on knee. And <laughs>
3: King says, "Oh look, Booker fell again." And JR's like, "He didn't <sighs> fall. He was attacked by Ric Flair." And he's like, "Oh, somebody called the police then."
4: Oh yeah, I remember that. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Okay, so. Did you go they three and a quarter? Call the police. Did you go three and a quarter, or did you um, Did you have a lower rating because of commentary? Uh,
3: muted, it's three and a quarter. Because of commentary,
2: it's one and three quarters.
1: I gave it two and three quarters, bro. That's what I went. I went two and three quarters. Man, I still thought it was a great match.
2: I watched that shit from the porch, though. I mean, the match is good. The match is good, when you're not listening to it. Yep, it was yeah. good shit. But that's it's the just... problem.
0: It's like you have to not listen to it. Oh yeah. To even make just, like yeah. complete, any any type of like enjoyment out of it is you have to mute I, that and I I just
4: it makes me so mad that it can't be appreciated for the entering work because I really enjoyed what they did.
2: Yeah. I fucking hate the ending though. I will say that's probably it's, one of the worst fucking Yeah. yeah. The like chicks yeah. track.
1: Um, this was like the first of the
2: the. Either oh, you just draped over. He
1: just draped, he just draped just, over. It was a le- yeah. I was like, now
0: that I'm yeah. going back, he just like eh. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: And here's and the I was deal, like... y'all.
0: Here's the
4: thing. What have we seen all night in these bigger matches, starting with Shawn and Jericho, and going on forward to the thing? Everybody kicking out every fucking thing, but Booker yeah. T couldn't get one near fall. Nope. And yeah. what's the fucking yeah. common denominator there? What story are they telling? Some
0: racist oh. bullshit. F five. Yeah. Two F5s,
3: the move that you have kept safe.
0: Super protected. I mean, we'll talk about it.
3: Move To be the devastating exclamation point. You get Kurt Angle kick out of it twice in a match while he has a broken freaking neck. We'll talk about that. Yeah. But you have Booker T just completely sell for over a minute of pedigree. Bullshit. The whole time. Like it's just, oh, it, it's, dude. It really-
1: Yeah, I didn't realize how bad the promo work was up and like on this. It Triple was H bad. cut a promo like on the on the build for this and said, oh, yeah. uh, "You're here to entertain people. You're here to entertain me. Go ahead, do a little dance for me. Go ahead, give me one of those spinner routines. Entertain me. That's your job. Don't be embarrassed. You're here to make people like me laugh with your nappy hair and your suckas. Like, yep. good lord. Oh yeah." <sighs> This is what and they this, chose to go with. This, this the motherfucker holds in the, world.
0: the title for over a year and gets away yeah. with that shit. Like it's they. Uh,
1: this this was the first match of the back half of the pay per view, right? So you had like this, and then it stretched. We had all like the backstage stuff cut out after this, right? So, yes. Um, which was cool. I we had a lot of wrestling. This was the worst of the four matches. By a long shot, which is
0: surprising, um, seeing what this what the next match is. What the next
1: match is, I think <laughs> we've spent enough time on this. Fuck Jerry King Lawler for like all his shitty little oh, under. Fuck him comedy. forever. Yeah. Corkin-Cortland. Shout
4: Corkin-Cortland. out Booker T for getting the biggest match of his career and busting his ass and doing and fucking working his
1: ass. Yeah. Corkin, let's move yeah. on. Let's get to the next one, brother. Have
3: a WrestleMania match, you no good talent piece of shit.
1: Yeah. yeah.
3: Fucking Carney. Go Uh, ahead on to the next one, Next match? (laughs) Y'all go ahead. Sorry, I'm going to cool down. So,
1: the next match was... And again...
3: Piece of shit.
1: We have no backstage segments, so it's literally... This match ends, you jump straight into the promo package for the next one. Um, So, this was Vince McMahon versus Hulk Hogan in a street fight. And if Hogan uh, loses, he has to retire. Um... The promo for this certainly tried its hardest to, like, blur the lines between, like, kayfabe and reality. Um, You had a lot of shit where it was, like, um, Hulk Hogan was suing Vince McMahon, and, like, they talked a lot about, like, actual legal um, Mm. situations that they were going through, uh, which I thought was really interesting. It was a unique take considering the rest of the card. Um, It took a while to get going, but they eventually spilled it to the outside, and Hulk Hogan cracks Vinnie Mac with a steel chair. Um, and at this point, the crowd is eating everything from their palms. Um, Vince got his ass good, too, man. He was bleeding pretty bad. Um, then you had...
0: <laughs> you had <laughs> My you, boy Hugo gets cracked yeah,
1: he, so he, <laughs> fucking hard. <laughs> you had uh, So I have it. I, I fucking popped when Hugo, the Spanish announcer, got fucking murdered by Hulk Hogan. He got hit so hard. And it was such a gross noise that that chair made on his head. Um, Say what what you will about Vince McMahon, but he came to fucking play. Um, He looked awesome in this match. This was a blast. Um,
3: Uh, Before uh, before we get too far, also with the entrance. So on Peacock, it shows the uh, Voodoo Child theme song is uh, what he came out with. But on the DVD release. At WrestleMania 19, they put in the uh, Real American theme song. Hmm. Really? They dubbed it in. Yeah. Just, uh, but go ahead. Go
1: ahead. Um, that's funky. Well, we got uh, so far. Vince hits a leg drop off a ladder through the announce table, and the crowd goes fucking bananas. I
2: lost it. I, I lost it. With it Very was good
1: sick. shit. Um, <laughs> Rowdy Roddy Piper shows up, and the crowd's literally like the crowd was inconsolable. Ten minutes of this match. <laughs> Um, he shows up. The crowd's losing their shit, and then he turns on Hogan, and even hotter. Um, mm-hmm. then we have a ref bump for good old Brian Hebner, and out comes the piece of shit Sylvain Grenier. Um, Hogan hoax. Uh, Hogan hulks up, and the place is fucking dead. Like I would die to be in that arena at that moment.
3: Vince almost fucking killed Brian Hebner, dude. Yeah.
1: He like <laughs> yes. him in the road and didn't he just- get him out. Oh. Didn't oh. get him out, and then he like you could see that Vince is like roid out like throws him on the other side and just dumps him on his head uh perry saturn style um and then you get a a trifecta of leg drops hogan um and i thought it was great for what it was and it delivered as much as it anybody else have anything to put
2: i agree with everything you just said honestly like it was fucking awesome It could have been really trash. It wasn't really trash. (laughs) That's the
0: weird part. It's like the last four mat, the last four matches on this card. You when you look at them, you go, "Vincent Hogan has to be the worst fucking match on this card." Yeah, and you are like, "Okay," but it wasn't. It wasn't. But then the only I have a couple of things. Like one, these two motherfuckers can bleed. Yes. Yes. Two. RIP Hugo for the rest of the night. Yeah. He's out, yeah. motherfucker. Is and he, gone. He got his
1: ass too. He was bleeding. I, yeah.
0: I was telling the yeah. misses this. I was telling the misses earlier. I wish I fully understood Spanish because I would love to watch this with the Spanish commentate oh. like, and be like, because I'm always just like, what the fuck happens when like their table gets destroyed? They're probably like, God damn it. But then it's like you not only knock out. You not only hit a Spanish announcer... (laughs) uh As I had said, I had watched, because it came up, I'd actually watched the... um, Wrestlemania, the movie, today, because it's a short one. It's only like 35 minutes long. And... It kind of covers, like, a little bit of, like, the Brock match. Um
1: Where did you watch it, just out of curiosity?
0: So, it actually just showed up on YouTube. I literally was, like, going to watch something last night just for a little bit, and it was just there. Like, it like just showed up on, like, my 4U ones. I can link it for you guys. Um... So it kind of covers like the Brock match, the the Stone Cold match, and it kind of covers like a little bit of teeny tiny other bits. But it starts when it's starting. Triple H says something, and it made me laugh really fucking hard. So he's like, "This group is like a band of brothers. Some you get along with more than others, and then there's the one you there's the one you don't really get along with, but you put up with them during dinners." And as he says that, it cuts to and just zooms in on fucking Hulk Hogan.
1: Oh my God. Hmm.
0: Long-term storytelling, like, brother. He literally is just like, and then there's the one you don't get along with, and it's Hulk Hogan. And then he finishes the sentence. I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, he was, oh, God, he was, I was like, God damn, he hated him then, too. Because then he kind of goes into being like, Him, Stone Cold, Taker, like, they were all the ones that were in the trenches. Like, he basically alludes to, like, we all fucking hate Hulk Hogan because he left us. And, like, we had to fend for ourselves in the 90s and shit because you went to greener pastures in the WCW. And also, this match provides one of the greatest gifts of all time, and it's a uh, very bloody Vince McMahon slowly coming up from the ring apron with a pipe in his hand, and he is fucking just oh, covered in fucking blood.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. so good. So great.
1: Yeah, what did y'all go on um, on this match? Two. Oof. Huh?
0: Two? Oh.
3: Well, I gave it Two, two and a half. But I mean, really, it's
0: two. At this point, who's
2: counting?
1: I went, I went three on it. Uh, Patty, where'd I, you go? I went, I went two, three.
0: I went, I went two and three quarters on it. I believe it was not a bad match. I believe that it kind of just served a purpose of like, fuck it, we're going to give these guys a spectacle. Yeah. These two old motherfuckers that have no reason to be in a ring, and we're just going to let them cut each, each other's foreheads and That's bleed crazy. to death.
1: Yeah, that- let's. But. Let's quickly mention that we lost Ethan. We don't want to just yeah so like we Ethan, lost Ethan. Ethan Ethan, had uh, to go. Ethan is out on a, on an excursion, essentially, outside of the uh, the Carolinas, and he had a little bit of an emergency he had to get off. But uh, he's sending me his ratings, and he went three stars on Vince Hogan. Um, Hell yeah. H- Hogan posed to the crowd as Shane comes down to the ring. Uh, there's a tense stare down. Hogan lets Shane in the ring to check on his dad. And then we go into the promo for the next one, Cortland. What? Well,
3: what is the next one the next one is the rock stone cold steve austin three it's all the big one act three the final act 17 minutes 53 seconds rock entrance is badass here um i love this entrance but uh it's, it's, it's good it's fucking awesome so dude. good <laughs> the, the fucking slow roll through the city it's fucking so cool good as hell. Um, but before we get too far into this match, I want to point out that Stone Cold was hospitalized the night before uh, from effects of stress, working out, and energy drinks that were laced with Ephedrine. He just, wait,
0: he okay. basically like he's uh, stressing uh, out because you... no one knows that this is his last match, like Vince yeah. Jr. And I think even, like, he kind of alludes to it in the the WrestleMania movie thing that, like, I don't even think that The Rock knew, like, that this was technically going to be his last time ever in a ring. And right after, like, like basically the night before, he thinks he's having a heart attack. And I believe they were just, like, he basically was, like, his blood pressure, like, skyrocketed, but he basically just had, like, a very intense panic attack. And it was because he was like freaking out over like this being that like, the last time. And like literally like only a couple of hours before WrestleMania started, he gets discharged from the hospital.
2: Yeah. God, that's crazy. It's Yeah.
0: JR. He called JR in his hotel room. He rushed him over to the hospital. And like, that's where they were the literally Saturday night. Yeah. until first
3: call. That's crazy. Yeah. And shout out to JR for being there. I mean, mm-hmm. they're, and best friends this entire time, yeah. and like their friendships never wavered or backed out. That's that's super cool. Um How does this start? Uh, it's a lot of talking shit from The Rock per usual. Crowd's hot for Stone Cold. Uh, There's a great stare down to begin before uh, striking back and forth very quickly. A lot of leg and knee work from The Rock. Uh, the Rock, um, brain point i have written down because it's one of his like the gestures he used to do that i would that's just think shit, is, like dude. the funniest yeah, fucking shit. thing
1: so good yeah. uh,
3: it's awesome dude uh the sharpshooter uh it's got to be put on it's wrestlemania uh rock wearing stone cold's vest for i mean this whole match like, <laughs> maybe they
0: they tore it
3: yeah, they did. They yeah. ripped it,
0: and it almost yeah. completely tore on the side.
3: Yeah. Uh, he does a double bird salute elbow drop. Uh, Rock does a kick up with the vest. Um, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> he just kicks up. fucking, it fucking... straightens <laughs> it up and shit. It's so fucking cool, man. Um, where am I at? Um Stone Cold hits Rock with a rock bottom. Steve waiting for a stunner. Rock catches the foot, gives Austin the bird, spins him for his own version of a stunner. Austin ducks a punch and lands a huge stunner on Rock after that for a long two count. It's a
2: back spring stunner, right? <laughs> yeah.
3: Austin shoves breath and Rock low blows, missing people's elbow, reverses a stunner, lands a spine buster. Finally, and takes the vest off, landing the elbow for, yep, you guessed it, another long two. He lands a rock bottom, and Austin still kicks out of that shit, too. God, they fucked Booker T over. Uh, <laughs> rock, another rock bottom. That looks like Austin really hurt his hip on that one. Uh, mm. I don't know if y'all caught that. There's one that just, he just makes this face Grimaces, yeah. Yeah, I... Like, it's one of those spots where you're like, oh fuck, man, I know that shit hurt. Like Yeah. That's not that's not selling at all. Um The Rock must pose here. Um Stone Cold's on his way out and uh Rock gets him after a uh rock bottom that finally seals the deal. Um it's a little weird uh for this kind of finish. I figured that uh like, yeah, it is Stone Cold's last match, but, like, no one knew that.
2: No one knew that shit
3: at all. Um, so, like, Rock leaving early and um, just, uh, you know, just walking out and giving him the heart gesture and love you at the ramp. And then Stone Cold's music hits, big standing ovation for Stone Cold. Um, mm. No one really knew what they were seeing. Maybe few could have hinted. Uh due just to the way that you know, the the finish was done.
1: Um Well, y'all know about the, the vest thing, right? No. So on the vest, on his vest he had OMR, which stood for one more round. Like he had already established that was his oh. last match. Yeah, so if you look at his vest, he lets it says he, OMR. That's he, his little, he
0: lets you know on that one, yeah.
1: That's a little tiny little thing.
0: What's what I'm saying is, like, he didn't really let anyone know. No one nope. in the back knew. Like, honestly, like, it's really heartbreaking to watch his interview in, like, all his interview parts for that movie or yeah. little biopic because he literally is like, "I didn't tell anyone because it's a WWE. I am a gear that can be replaced." Like it is the saddest shit I've ever listened to, where he's like, it doesn't it, it, who the fuck am I? You throw that gear out, you put a new one in, the machine keeps working. Like he he doesn't let anyone know. If you watch the if you just watch the end, right after the one, two, three, the rock starts to talk to him. And I think that's when he kind of started to really piece together like a hundred percent that this was officially the last match. He shoves Hebner away ref. he shows yep. him way like three times he's like get the fuck out of here and he like, keeps talking to him for a minute and it's probably him just being like, I'm gonna do a quick pose I'm gonna give you the floor type of a thing but it's like you can kind of piece together like it was like it meant something to both of them he probably yeah. thanked him a bunch like it is just
1: it was a lot more than God, just this a fucking match, match. dude yeah yeah. 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 yeah yeah a lot more than a wrestling match absolutely Mike what'd you give it um I alright Firstly, I wasn't sold on Crack Addict as the theme song until no. this promo package. This is the only song that fit this promo pack. Um, how couldn't you love this match? Yeah. They didn't do it. It wasn't flashy. It wasn't anything crazy sexy. But it was just storytelling at its finest. Um, and by the end sequence, like you can see how much it meant to both of them. I went four and a quarter on it. I thought it was one of, if not the best match on the card. Um, And it was just, it was so, so good. Um, Ethan went um, four and a half on Austin Rock. Casey, what say you, my friend?
0: I went four and a half. And I wrote, whoever created this promo package needed to get a raise. Yep. Granted, this is two times now that we've gotten a Limp Bizkit promo package. But both of them are fucking beautifully right. done.
1: Top-notch shit. And it's,
0: like, when, yeah, it's just, it's great. I will say, like, it is one of those ones where, it's like, I really try to, like, take out the fact of knowing that it's Stone Cold's last match without trying to be, like, biased about it. Like, I will, like, because I still hold WrestleMania 17's match so much high, like, it's such a high pedestal it's on. Like, yeah. This like basically has to share it, and I think it's why I also probably have a hard time picking a five star because I'm like I.
1: That's like a four-three quarters. Type it, thing. It's
0: like, like a, I, that's why I'm like a four and a half like, is like a yeah. nice spot where it's just like, be, and I think like I don't even know if like if everyone knew this was Stone Cold's match, if it would like cheapen the match at all. Right. But like it's god damn it this match is great and like yeah like the fact that like the rock basically works over half of this match with a fucking vest on like <laughs> and then like yeah even like the the rock bottom attempt that's failed he knocks it back down he takes it off he spits on it and throws it at him and then does the rock bottom again like it's just like the those things are just like god damn it these two are amazing together
1: and even without people knowing that it was Stone Cold's last match, it was still such an emotional match. It was emotionally driven. Yeah. Um, I don't think that you needed that. I don't know if it added That's what I'm saying. I, I feel like that
0: almost might have cheapened it if yep. they had to, if anyone had known. But like, yeah, this yeah. I love this match. It's so uh good. Cortland,
1: I, I think I saw Pat go four, am I right, Pat? And Cortland, what'd you go, my fan?
3: Three and three quarters.
1: Oh May I ask what you didn't like about it.
3: Too many finishers. Okay. I, I I hate no selling finishers. It doesn't do anybody any good. Um I get uh someone kicking out at their own finisher. Of course you would know what it would take to withstand something that yeah. you deliver every night. I, However, I, it it just to I, me sometimes the finishers just it gets too much for me. I, I feel like it hurts what I, we're trying to do.
2: I agree and I don't agree. I agree on the sentiment that too many finishes and no selling finishers, is kind of bullshit. I don't agree for the fact that it was WrestleMania. I feel I'm like if you it. are going to do that, the only time to do that would be at a pay-per-view like WrestleMania or just something like important like that. But I do yeah. I, I agree with like I don't really like that. Like, and my I friends. and I feel
0: like it goes with saying that because it's their third time at WrestleMania together, and it's like they've gen- they've gone to hell and back with each other. That's like, you think only one fucking rock bottom is gonna take me out of this? Like, fuck you. Like, you're gonna have to give me 17 rock bottoms before you think I'm gonna let you win. So like, yeah, it's it's yeah. one of those things. Like, it's like now people doing it. It's, eh, but yeah, like, like it's I feel like, on,
2: like a basis of people just kicking it, out of it. It really wild. kills me. Yeah. Because I feel like-, like a
3: thing for me in pro wrestling, I feel like one of the the really great pieces of reason why I love pro wrestling is because it's a uh, it's obviously all a work, yep. right? But it's you tricking me that it's not, and the second that you remind me it's a work, you've exposed it. You've done exactly the opposite of what you're trying to accomplish. And if I have to see 25 fucking Canadian destroyers and Spanish flies, but you want me to believe a fucking Bailey to Belly is a finisher then like whatever, I'll I deal f- with it. I feel like, like the It just gets to a point where it's like dude, four rock bottoms, it's it is a lot and then like you know, stunner as many times as you want, dude. But it's cool, man, because Eric Bischoff took five stunners and walked the next yeah, day. I was never so like, I
2: was never so I was never What sold. the fuck are we doing? Yeah. I was never sold to uncle stunner as a finisher. Mm, that's a hot take.
0: Oh, that's a take for another day.
2: <laughs> how does that hurt
1: anybody?
0: I mean like you're taking you're taking the grown man's arm straight to your jaw. I don't fucking know, like
1: It wouldn't feel too good. He kicks you kind
0: of in the dick. Get off of
1: here and have Cortland give you five of them. See how you feel.
0: Um, If we're going to go ahead and say Stone Cold never got a real good gut shot. They were always kind of a little south. Like he kind of kicked you in the dick and then did it. So
2: I think I think it's more the verbal berating afterwards. (laughs) Yes. It's
1: a good shit. It's a good shit. Uh, And then we move on to our main event. Cortland. Um, we had Kurt Angle as the champion taking on Brock Lesnar in a WWE. If Kurt Angle had an interference on his behalf or um, tried to get disqualified, he would lose the title as well.
3: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This match went 21 minutes and 4 seconds. Like you said, Kurt Angle is the defending champion here against Brock Lesnar. This is Brock's first WrestleMania and I just want to point out this first WrestleMania and he is main eventing above all of the other matches we've talked about tonight and yep. he's facing an Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle and uh, so Kurt Angle found out about a month before this that he has a broken neck and he knows that he needs surgery and the surgery is going to put him out for a, a little over a year and Kurt being the badass that Kurt Angle is He said, well, I'll just push that surgery back and I'll get through Wrestlemania. So Kurt Angle wrestles this entire match against Brock Lesnar with a broken neck.
0: So they had had stated, they were like, if he went with this, they're like, he needed to get surgery. But they're like, if he wrestled, he faced risking paralysis because of how bad, his neck was he ended up having um two of his discs in his neck were were going into his spinal cord that's what that's the level of pain that we're in right now he'd also made the mention that like he was a little worried that of all the people he had to wrestle it was brock fucking lesnar that he had to wrestle against with a broken neck (laughs) it was just It's like hearing him talk about it. You're like, then why did you fucking
1: do it? (laughs) We had the we had the uh, the the prequel to Perk Angle here. He's just a a true main. He he literally no. He
0: had said um, because they once again just kind of. It's nice that I got to watch this again, uh, fully encapsulate it. At this time, we are dealing with Perk Angle, the first and version of it because he is saying he said like I could not wrestle for a while without any type of pain medicine awesome. Like he had been in pain for several years and he had dealt with it and dealt with it and then eventually he went to a doctor again they're like uh, dude like your neck's fucked like something had happened to where basically the same injury that that he dealt with with the Olympics had resurfaced and he, they were like, You need fucking surgery, you're never gonna walk again. Jesus. Yeah, they're like, You're they are like you are they are you literally could be paralyzed. And he was like, Hear me out. I'm gonna go ran right wrestle. Drops gonna, gonna dump me on my head
1: multiple times. I'm gonna get F five
2: to hell. He said I'm getting a new neck tomorrow.
1: Fucking and, <laughs> then,
3: and then
2: and then and then yeah. <laughs>
1: I can um, see,
3: I
2: can't pay
3: for surgery. Without the WrestleMania main event, back, I get that
1: main event money and I got a new neck. You know what she's, I mean? Like, shits expensive,
0: Mr. brother.
3: Doesn't believe in health care for unionization
2: on three hey, 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 agents. You better, you, better watch, you better watch, that word unionize. You know? oh um,
1: Michael Cole's voice was shot when Brock came out. Um, he had he had a long night. Fuck Michael Cole. Hold on, um, hold on. How?
0: Cortland, how long was the Stone Cold versus Rock match? It flipped that page over.
3: 17 minutes, 53 seconds.
0: Not a single person could have got Michael Cole a hot tea or a <laughs> lozenge of He's some just kind. There. He's, He's just, just sitting there. Not a single person could have got him a drink to help his throat. Like, what the fuck are we doing here?
3: The Vince McMahon and uh, Hulk Hogan match, that is a SmackDown program and JR and King are the ones who did commentary yes, for you him.
1: have 40 minutes then 40 minutes of time he doing wear, it,
3: it was a smackdown program without Taz and Cole yeah, on because it. Cole sounded like
1: shit because here. Michael
0: Cole Taz is notorious is
3: like, on this story between them like on smackdown with all yeah, this like because like, well, saw me for this shit and then you just get king
0: because Michael Cole is notorious for blowing his voice out 3 matches in and watch any Royal Rumble he is commentating on his voice is gone really anytime it's because he gets he overworks it early on and then by the time you get to the main event he's like
1: uh, so it's um we've he sounded he sounded fucking bad here it's so bad um
3: um they do a lot of uh for the package, you see, throughout this month. The uh, Brock wants Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle's doing anything and everything. Go through team angle first, Shelton Measurement, Charlie Haas. Of course, that doesn't work out. They do a quick switch. I think it's the first time Kurt Angle does the brother cousin switch, something of the sort. Um, that's a pretty fun thing. Uh, it's finally here. We get they're really selling the here comes the pain. uh, Thing here, and I mean, yep, like, they are fucking really selling it. Uh, Brock has bandaged ribs, and it's all around just a mat based wrestling style match. Yeah, um, a lot of great belly to back suplexes, German suplexes, uh, belly to belly overheads, just fantastic work on both ends, especially just them. You can truly see when the difference between pro wrestlers. And then amateur wrestlers who have made it to professional wrestling. Yeah. Right. And being able to like bleed those two worlds that are so close together yet so far apart. And you pull them in together and you make
1: and you get this good, good shit. Heart, yeah. man. It's good, and man.
3: It's good as it gets. Um, you get this fucking moonsault mm. that comes up after the first F five that Kurt Angle takes and kicks out of. Uh you get old Brock thinking that this man... What, what's Brock's weight here? 325, 350? I
1: thought like it that. was like 265 is what he was walking around I, at I'm this
3: time. I'm here because, I mean, he's a big son of a bitch. He's yeah,
0: 280 without question. Like, yeah. easily. Well, he's a big motherfucker at this point.
3: You got Kurt Angle two-thirds quarter away like two. I didn't
1: realize how like, far across the ring he was. Dude, he's fucking dude. far. If you yeah. he tried to forget, rob Van Damme a shooting star press.
0: Well, he goes. So <laughs> during the OVW time that he, he that he was yeah. there, he had been doing shooting star presses, and it was but impressive he because he was across fucking the huge. ring like that. No, but they that was the thing. Closer. They were more reasonable for whatever reason. He Brock himself, like, had said he he thought Kurt was closer. He did not re- like in his mind because of, of everything going on. He was like, "Oh, it's fine." That's why he didn't even second guess doing it. He just got up and oh, did the spot. Yes. In all particular fairness, the
1: motherfucker almost made it. Brock is in the middle of the ring. No, he, Brock is the center point of the ring. He, How does he think Kurt's closer? He hits
0: Kurt in the back. When he, like when he ribs, spikes himself, right? he hits him in
1: the back, but, like, in all fairness, the motherfucker almost makes it. But for he is – that judgment is wrong because for him to say, I thought it was closer, he is halfway in the ring. He's the middle point of the ring. Hey, man. He's directly in the center of the ring, and then he thinks that he's closer, but he's like – it was, like, corner to corner. This motherfucker went coast to coast on a shooting star press, and not only did he do it, he fucking rotates much like a fucking can of tomato paste would and tried to do in the fucking bottle so, challenge. So he, he he lands straight on his fucking bean, so bad that he gets mat burn over his eyebrow. Yeah, literally. So literally.
0: he 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 doesn't remember much in the interview about Neither. He's like he goes. He goes. Uh. I remember the crowd. I remember seeing the lights. And he goes. I and he's like when coming back over. He's like I see Kurt Singlet. So I think I have it. Like he literally was like because I, he's like well coming back around he goes I seeing Kurt Angle singlets he's like I I should be on my mark misses by about six like, inches but like like he's like I don't he's like after that he's like don't really remember much. <laughs> yeah,
3: so uh, after that, surprisingly, he didn't die. Uh, luckily, there's not two broken necks in this match.
0: Fuck. Not a fan of him, but Ric Flair does say he's like, I He's like, I don't know how he did not die. He was like, if it was yeah. any other person in that ring, they would have just been lying there. This psychopath gets up and delivers another F5.
1: Yeah, I mean, he. the lights are on, but nobody's home. No, Kurt, like, Kurt, he is,
0: Kurt looks over at him and he's like, all I see is a blank expression on his face. And he's like, yeah. are you okay? And he's just like, uh, <laughs> <"Ugh." laughs> like, he's like, he is he fucking gets, gone.
3: In the corner and they're trying to give him the belt. The belt that he
0: is just. He had said when that, when they were trying to do that, he was like, he's like the. He had said, like, when they were trying to do that finish and give him the belt and get him up and stuff, he was, like, the entire arena felt like a gymnasium. And then as yeah, he, they stood the him up, he was, like, the room got bigger. And yeah. he was, like, he was, he, so, like, backstage, he's really confused. People are trying to get him a C-collar on his neck. They're trying to get him to an ambulance. He is fucking fighting people. Because he doesn't really know where he's at. He's fucking kind of scared. Like, his head hurts. <laughs> Justifiably. He's like, he Wonder doesn't why. know what's going on, but he's like shoving people all the way. And they're like, you need to go to the hospital, you fucking lunatic. Like, <laughs> Meanwhile. Wait,
2: think, uh, question, question. Hmm? Do you guys think that uh, the shooting star press was actually supposed to be the finish? Like, do you think so he's supposed to hit the no. I have,
1: no. They had the F5 protected so much. <clears throat> Yeah. There's no way you could do anything but. Okay.
0: I have yeah. an There's exact. I have an exact quote from him on this, by the way. He goes, looking back at that match, I probably wouldn't do the Shooting Star again, but I'd keep everything else because Kurt didn't get hurt, or hurt worse than he already was. Okay. So he's like, he's happy with the match, minus the fact that he almost fucking died. He didn't fucking um, oh, man.
3: That- to die. what, like, what
0: like, no one else heard, heard what no one else hears or sees is that Kurt is in so much pain after yeah. this match and he's upset because of how hurt he is he ends up kind of losing his mind Um, he's with John Laurinaitis he ends up stripping down naked because he's starting to have chills and he's like all of the Uh, This is who? Brock? This is Kurt Kurt Angle.
1: This is Kurt, okay. So,
0: Brock is fighting half of fucking medical, and then Kurt is sitting in a corner, butt-ass naked, freaking out, because his, like, neck is, like, done, and, like, they have to force him to put blankets on him to get him to the hospital, and then he basically has his surgery, like, a day later.
1: Jesus. Yeah. The fun...
0: The fun story, though, is that Cortland had had mentioned that he was supposed to have a neck surgery that was going to keep him out for a year. He opted to do a more aggressive surgery that either would have had him back in the ring in two months or not. Mm, Those were ever. the two. It was basically like your career is fucking done. You might be paralyzed They're like a horrible shit can happen or in two months time you're back in the ring and he took that one and it went well kind of (laughs) given given what happens to him you know later on
1: casually
3: um the finish here we get a big hug uh to close the show i love the recap of wrestlemania
5: Yeah, that's very good
3: That's one of my favorite things. Like, at the end of the show, especially these long ones, man, especially once we got to, like, WrestleMania 18, 19, and so forth.
1: It's easy to forget what happened in the first half.
3: Exactly, man. And, like, especially for these dual-brand now-WrestleManias where you got two full-show programs and you're trying to get everyone's stories in. Mm -hmm. Uh, The recap really does help. I really wish I didn't have to hear Crack Addict again during this (laughs) recap. But, like, you know, it had to happen.
1: Um, They said, we paid rights for this song. We're going to get our fucking money's worth. (laughs) big money, bro.
3: So, yeah. Uh, When they do the highlights for this whole event, dude, it's nothing but great highlights. You
2: forget how, like, you forget about half the matches, dude. I mean, I think,
0: like, in total with everything, this was, like, a three-ish plus hour pay-per-view. So it's, like... People they're probably exhausted, like we're exhausted, like there's you've got Le Biscuit performing twice, you've got cat you got cat the fucking cat fight girls, like it's, it's a lot. So yeah, we almost kind of need like a oh did you remember Ray and Matt from fucking <laughs> <For like six laughs> seven hour hours ago? ago? Yeah.
3: <laughs> uh Mike, where'd you go on this?
1: I went four flat. So did I. Nathan went three and three quarters. Um, Pat, those. you have four? Um, a few things stood out to me. Taz mentions Tito Ortiz, and for me, that's of note. The UFC hasn't taken off yet. It's almost in the point of folding right now, right? The Fertitta brothers don't own it. Dana White doesn't have a part in it yet. We're two yeah. years out from Stefan Bonner, Forrest Griffin, which is like widely considered – You're the fight that kept UFC afloat. You're two years away from that. So I thought it was really interesting watching this back that Taz mentions Tito Ortiz. Um, And Lesnar, dude. Lesnar in this run, like his first run, sold his ass off. Kurt does a, a German, like a release German, and Brock cuts a full front flip and lands on his stomach. Yeah. Like... You just don't get that out a listener nowadays. Um, the false finishes were fucking badass. Like they both hit their finishers. Kurt really couldn't have cut that two count any closer. It was like two and 31, 30 seconds. Like it was as he barely, he barely as close
0: it. as you're getting. It was a close one because it was, one, like, cause it was a, we had the first ever kick out of an F five.
5: Yeah, and, and it was they, like,
0: everyone in there lost their motherfucking minds because they were like, they yeah, never seen it happen before. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, was. Yeah. <laughs> <chan. There's laughs> so chan, I
5: and they was give nice.
1: a man with a broken freaking neck the kick out. We love it. Kurt Angle is the embodiment of a fucking gangster. Um, <laughs> the shooting star, I, I I wrote down, holy shit, how did I know? shooting star press was? Literal psychotic moment from Brock. Any other any other turnbuckle and he's closer. Literally. He pulled a Rob Van Damme.
0: I literally was just like, it doesn't get easier to watch, no matter how many times you watch it.
1: Nope. I, I want it on a ins- ten-hour loop, actually. Just the landing. Bah, our, bah, bah, our, ba- I want our
0: background for this episode is, is it Brock uh,
1: midair or is ups- it landing straight? He in- is.
0: Uh, he is perf. He is almost perpendicular, upside down. It is uh. the most insane shot. Uh. I'm just gonna go ahead and say once again, he almost made it.
1: Insane. Almost made it. and with
2: Brilliant.
1: that we clear through the episode, my friends. That um, is WrestleMania nineteen. Next Mike, week.
3: Yeah. What's that? Mike, next week. Go ahead. Yeah, Mike. yeah,
1: yeah. So Dude. next week, um, to as we're recording this, it's the eleventh, now the twelfth, so it's like Thursday night. Um full gear is in two days. So AEW full gear. We have Rampage tomorrow night, yeah. full Saturday, and Dynamite on we can do like a combination of our first real live wrestling like in 2021 and bust a podcast on the good, the bad, the ugly uh over the next week of AEW television and pay-per-view. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, yeah. well, well, fellas. Uh,
3: that does it for this edition of the Up and Over podcast. I am Corlin Gwynn. To my right is the good old Patrick Wright, Big Money Mike, and Casey Gordo. And our farewell friend, uh, Ethan, wherever he went into the dark abyss. Farewell. Uh, To Parts Unknown. (laughs) Parts Unknown. We appreciate all of you for being here. Please support us on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, YouTube, now on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, Plug us anywhere you can. We are not doing anything with advertisers at the moment. So any support will get us further so we can keep bringing you. Uh, these things and get better
2: lighting and yeah, better we got, cameras. We got, we got OnlyFans coming too.
1: Oh my God. I'm All right Phyllis. well Sonny's OnlyFans. Oh go fuck yourself. Jim Ross is gonna nut. Um y'all have a great week. We'll see you back here hopefully next week. Press your week.
5: Yes, sir.
1: Farewell.